It's Dick Little from the Morning Sickness. Did you know that you can listen to the Morning Sickness anytime with the Holmberg's Morning Sickness podcast on 98kupd.com? And it's brought to you in part by your Valley Chevy dealers. Drive away in a brand new Chevrolet today. Visit valleychevy.com for details. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday. Feels like a Monday. It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Toledo. This is the morning sickness. And we're uh, coming off a very strange weekend of uh, people not knowing what they're mad at, but they're mad. God damn it. Metallica's second show Sunday night, of course, everybody knows by now, uh, sliced off of the schedule due to COVID. Now, I, if you were listening on Friday, I told you about how I went in there Thursday with Larry. <laughs> Larry, poor, poor Larry, was just abused on the internet to the point where Larry's like, take it down, take it all down. One photo of Robert Trujillo, me, Larry, and uh, Rob Dietrich, where Larry had a mask on. Now, this is Thursday, before anybody knew the other stuff. And I mean devastating destroyed him and i had to clear up on friday morning look larry didn't want to wear that mask he just did why did he wear it they should have just taken a stand then we wouldn't have been allowed in for the interview idiots hey you should have the interview is not that important yeah it is it was kind of a neat thing and i really enjoyed it so larry just got you know whipped left and right with every bad word you can think of calling him a pussy and everything so just blasted the poor guy and he, he looks at me because I took it down. I don't know what the hell just happened. I took it hundreds of comments. I'm like, look, I, you know, defend yourself on the air and say, guys, I didn't, I wore it. And then Hetfield gets COVID. And my emails over, I hate that Mike set that up so I can get those at home. Uh, my emails exploded with, uh, I guess your mask didn't do anything, did it, Larry? I'm like, why are you emailing me that? Whoa. Why are you yelling at Larry through me? I don't know Larry's email. I guess, yeah, Omar, go tell Larry this. I get your mask. I'm like, no, I guess nobody knows. Nobody cares. We all know the mask. It was a precautionary. So now, all weekend after they canceled the show, I'm thinking to myself, they knew this before Friday night. If you were there Thursday with the Metallica crew, the oddness of how often they mentioned Los Angeles was a cesspool of COVID. How their crew members were falling out left and right. How they were so scared. They knew that somebody in the band was not feeling right. We didn't show know which one. The show must go on. But the show must go on. And then I got all the emails going, it's the flu. Get out there and sing. I'm like, you <laughs> try to do two hours of music with the flu. Even if you've got a little bronchitis, allergies. There's a thing in this. Singers struggle in Arizona with desert throat. There's something in this air. How many shows have been canceled? I remember Pat Benatar was the big one. She's like, I don't know what's going on. We landed. I can't talk. And desert, if you don't live here, the air, especially with the night before, it was blowing and raining and all that. So, you know, yeah, you cannot sing for two hours. So then my emails also blew up with, uh, of course, the politicizing of everything where it's like James Hetfield's a pussy. Get out there and sing. Your masks didn't do anything. It's like he's got I'm like, dude, the guy's sick. Let's just say he's got he he can't do everybody's like people are going to be pissed off. I'm like, what do you want? He caught he caught a cold. He can't sing. It would have been just like a regular cold. He can't. They couldn't get it to where he could sing. And you saw it Friday night at the show. The last three songs. Of yeah, the if you set. were there, you know. Yeah, you saw something. And you're like, something's not right. All of us were like, 
they just cut it short. Like there's Master Puppets has closed every night of night one. Uh, did both L.A. and uh, I forget the other Texas. Last, Texas, yeah. They were like Master Puppets. They they were running it. I was looking online at the set list, and it was pretty much running as L.A. ran. I don't think there were any differences. Actually. There were a couple, but there, yeah, not many. Yeah, because I don't think King Nothing or something was in there. Oh, but that's they, right. They rotated a yeah. few in and King out. King Nothing but, yeah. moved in, and uh, Orion I think was in a different yeah. spot. And then Fuel, and like at the end, James isn't singing. He go up to the mic and prompt, and then the crowd did the work. And I'm like, and I even turned and said, "Man, he's burned out. He's going to have a hard time with the last couple songs because he's not singing anymore." And you could see it. Like, you could hear it. The difference was then just everything was turned up. And then when it all ended, for the folks who weren't there, it was just dudes standing on a stage talking and then bowing. Throwing out guitar picks you and could tell, sticks. Yeah, but you could tell they had discussed, we're done. Because there was no encore. There was nothing. It was yeah. like the, the lights kind of came on. Like, everybody was a little bit not sure. And, after, and I, even, I was talking to a guy up in the suite. I'm like, this isn't how they ended L.A., there's a there's a powwow going on. Like Lars is leaning forward in the drum set, James is saying something, and then they just put everything down. And I'm like they had there was something missing here. There's and I said, oh, maybe they'll do the encore. Maybe it was just like, nope, and they just went away. So everybody that was mad at him, everybody that's screaming about COVID, this COVID, that. Let's not make this the tribal thing. The dude got sick. It sucks. And you know what, Metallic, I got to give them credit because they're getting a lot of heat. They're doing the right thing. If you can't make it Saturday, you get your money back. That, that's all you can ask for. I'm right? looking forward to it because I'm, I'm sure now they're going to really kick it in the ass next oh, Saturday, like extra songs and stuff. Because right. you know, obviously, Master's got to be like in they, there. Yeah. Unless they go down, yeah. 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 Unless what you were saying earlier, if it takes course through See, the other that's, ones, that's the other. That thing. You're, you're talking about a seven day turnaround. Yeah. Well, first off, James might be okay in seven days, but the band hanging exactly. out without masks on the whole time while he clearly had it. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop and then. To have you know Lars gets it or Kirk. Hopefully not. No, hopefully they all make it through. But, and then, uh, on top of that, with football season here, they're screwed if they don't yeah. do it next weekend. Oh, they're done. It's well, the, yeah, no. you can't you can't hold that stadium that long. No. So it was a weird one. But man, I couldn't get over how often. And I got all all these emails from people who were just like, it feels like you've been waiting three years since the last thing ended to start yelling about this again. Well, it's it um, it's the sky falling. It's complete. And people level. are they don't want it. They don't want to deal with it. They, they don't want no. to go through it again. To me, everybody that emailed and yelled at me, <laughs> and I don't know why I got screamed at, because uh, last week I said stuff like, yeah, I wore the mask, and then during the interview I took it off because they asked me to. I'm good. And I, I don't know how many emails I saw, and I kind of learned a new trigger for me uh, when the subject says, you're a smart dude, but dot, dot, dot. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get yelled at for COVID. I didn't have anything to do with COVID. I can't believe you would tell people that, you know, the masks are coming and that if if your work makes you wear it, you're gonna. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, and that's okay. Just like you not wearing one's okay. The difference between the per- people that were mad about this and me and people like me, I don't get mad when you do it, whatever you want. Okay, I'm probably lean more your way. I'm just gonna comply easier because I like my paycheck and I don't want hassles. Oh my god, that's so irresponsible. Okay, so. You do your way. I'll do mine. It doesn't affect you. It's like uh, I told Brady. It's like going to somebody's house and like, well, you, do you mind taking your shoes off? I find that weird. I don't want to take my shoes off while the dog's walking around. <laughs> right? The house. Yeah. Like yeah. We, yeah. And now we're <laughs> and we're still walking around like uh, you know we can go out in the patio and we're like, well, I'm just bringing dirt in on my socks now. I don't necessarily want to do that, but it's your house. Yep. 
So I'll follow your rules. And that's exactly what I did at State Farm Stadium. Like a restaurant requiring a shirt. Right. I mean. I don't get it. I don't get it. Sometimes I'm like, whoo. And I just, oh, yeah, you can't. There's rules. But, yeah, I just, I, I don't understand how. And I get that it's frustration and it's fear and it's, uh, you know, being inconvenienced. I hate it, too. But the mask thing, I mean, everybody just went nuts over that. And the thing about being mad at James Hetfield, just because you think, I, you know, I had got an email from a guy that said, I had COVID, didn't even know it. The doctor had to tell me. I'm like, what'd you go to the doctor for? I wasn't feeling great. Well, then, wait a minute. Well, Hold on a second. Idiot. You went to the doctor when you, yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm feeling fine. I was a physical. I'm like, your story just changed completely. But I got a few of those. I got a few emails where people were like, I had COVID and didn't even know it. I had to go get a routine test, and the doctor told me I tested positive. Or another guy was going in for a surgery, felt fine, and they test you. And he's like, I have it. And he goes, so he could have sang. And I'm like, if he had your version, you know, some people, my buddy Chris had it. Three days, the dude was in bed, couldn't move. And he he was fine. It's like a a bad flu. It's like a nasty flu. I can't imagine trying to go up and do a show. No. uh, With that. So we got to, everybody just needs to calm down. And if someone's doing something you don't like, let them. So long as they're not making you do it. If they make you do it, then go, I'm not going to do it. And have your way, too. And people who do wear masks and go crazy with it, if we start this, because Jill Biden has COVID now. So she's going to kill that core if she walks around with. There's no question. Oh, no. I mean, there's no. <laughs> well, now Kamala's in. Oh, <laughs> know, Kamala. no way. President Kamala is just breathing on uh, Joe. First time right I've now. ever said it's... this, pull through, Joe. Pull through, <laughs> Come please. On, Joey. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> Get him some IVs and yeah, keep him pumping vitamin C this guy into a coma. Weekend at Bernie's, please. Yeah. yeah. Yes, anything. <laughs> but yeah, anything but a woman president Oof. is what Brett's saying. Yeah. So yeah, she's got it. So now it's now it's going to get loud. You get out uh, of the way, ugh. you know, just less than a year. Get that woman has been president oh. for 250 days yeah. or whatever. And really, she's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, Matthew says, John, everybody is calling James a pussy for not performing when he got sick. Are usually the ones that are the biggest pussies that complain about everything when they have a small case of the sniffles. Right, and, and, and you know what? Everybody, right. everybody handles being sick different. And maybe James had a terrible, maybe his throat just went. Maybe he's got bronchitis. You ever try to sing with your chest full of glop? It hurts. It flat. And he can do more damage straining, so he misses three more. So this was the smart thing to do. It sucks. It sucks that we got hit with it. It sucks. Now, to the real brass tacks of it. The show was underwhelming. I don't know if that had COVID-related parts, if it was because it's in that giant stadium. Uh, Because when it was empty and they were running tracks on Thursday night, I'm like, this is the greatest sounding thing I've ever heard. And when there was a crowd in there, it was an echo chamber. I tried to factor that in a little bit, saying, I mean, because you saw the stage beforehand. I'm like, this sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. So maybe I came in with a little higher expectation because I thought... The sound, um, it wasn't, it was okay. It but was, I, I thought it would would have been better. You know, I, I, I listen by like this, because if you just plug your ears a little bit, you'll hear what the sound is without the echo. And it's crystal clear. Yeah. But I thought the mix was bad, more so than the bounce back echo. All I heard was drums and some guitar. Well, when Pantera came up, it was the first three, four songs. It yeah. was nothing but kick drum. That's you couldn't even hear a fill. But, but once yeah. they got Pantera dialed in, yeah. they sounded great. From yeah. where we were at, you were up in Sweden. The last three on Pantera. But they were sounded good. great. Yeah. I thought the same thing. But I, that's where stadium shows always get me is that they, they bounce back so hard sometimes you can't help it. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I was. I wasn't disappointed, but I wasn't overwhelmed. I was. I was whelmed. Is that a thing? I think from what you were telling us about when you saw it empty, yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." And yeah. then, kind of like you, I'm like, 
All right. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. And the screens were right. good, not great. They Gigantic looked, stage. Yeah. They, and, the, and the stage. Too big. Yeah, the stage yeah. was just, it made them look like ants. You got members that are a quarter mile yeah. away from each other. But, like yeah. Brady and Mr. <laughs> Booty and I, we were all talking up there. And it's like, I think if you're in like the snake, snake pit, pit, it's amazing. Has but if you're up in the stands, it's the, the yeah. guys like our little ants walking around. A couple people I uh, talked to that were in the snake pit said, I've never been to a better show. Yeah. So clear, so clean. I'm like, well, that's it. Well, you know what I thought grand. of? How great would this be? As much as bands are charging people to have a, uh, a an experience where they like super fans or I don't know, like there's an option that you can get in ears what the band wears on stage to hear what they're hearing. Just like you're on a, a tour guide, yeah, to put yeah, those yeah. headphones so, on. So in ears on a stage make it, it so bad. you don't hear the crowd; you hear just what's played. Now, usually a band will, like a, it's it's specified to each member's needs. So James would love to hear his guitar, his voice, and then the kick drum. He doesn't need the bass or anything else. So, but you can dial it in your own way, right? You can have all that stuff going your direction, which is pretty cool. And I, like they would charge you five grand for that, though, to have like the in ear house mix in your ears to where you don't get all that stadium noise. It's it was it was. It was mixed poorly at best. Like so. almost noise-canceling headphones? Sort of. Just, yeah. you, just, you just wear headphones. What's or, coming through the board, or basically. Ears. Yeah. Okay. And you don't get the... Uh, but, it, it, I mean, you'd be blown away at what in-ears sound like. They're yeah. cra- it's, you know, earbuds and uh, for your ears. Crazy. So, I don't know. It was... Uh, what they what they could okay. do is uh, program it through, you know, your AirPods or the uh, right. or whatever you that bring you have. Around. You just Bluetooth Have a Bluetooth it. mix. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if those are strong enough to overwhelm the, the room. Yeah, would it be too busy? But, uh, yeah, something like that. Now, I didn't go to this one, but Victor's emailing, and he said, uh, the Chili Peppers sounded a hell of a lot better than Metallica, and it was at the same in stadium. The stadium? Yeah, Jeez. so I don't know. I, right. I didn't go to that one. I, I just I learned it again for the 20th time. I much prefer, like, the Van Buren, any band, yeah. than I do those giant places. And it's just like it gets too big. It just The, the room gets too big. The band shrinks down to nothing. And when they did sound good, in fairness, it sounded great. Like you said, Pantera at the end. You're oh, like, man. When, walk, when they did walk, it's like, wow, this is what it's supposed to be like. So, you know, like it was a C plus B minus night. And I, I think I kind of was hoping that with all the energy and money that got poured into this, that I'd see something I'd never seen before. And I didn't. The pyro was disappointing. It was one, one song. song. Yeah. And as much as we walked that thing and looked around, like all the, all, the, all the little holes you see are pyro holes. They're just going to be popping. I'm like, Jesus, these guys have to be careful. And there, may, and there were beach balls, <laughs> which I found odd. <laughs> because they just kind of ended up back on the stage like parents trying to clean a room full of beach James balls. James was and surrounded by kicking them off the stage <laughs> right. every base lick. But the, but the funny part about the crowd was we didn't want to deal with the beach balls. Like the beach balls fell from the top and everybody batted them back to the band. And they just rested on the stage. Hundreds of beach balls resting on the stage. They're kicking them back out into the crowd. And the crowd's like, no, 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 clean your room, Metallica. Your beach balls are everywhere. And they all ended up going back into the little holding areas by the lights. And I'm looking like nobody in the crowd was playing beach ball bat away. They put it all back to the stage. They, and then they just had to clean them up. It was great. And then when people did get them, all I saw was deflated. Yeah, that, this I is mine. I'm keeping this. So it was weird. It was a strange night all the way around. I uh, We had fun. But, oh, yeah. But 
We made but our own fun. Stadium shows. I mean, it's, I'm not a fan. You know, the the sound, everything else, yeah. and just getting there is a oh, nightmare. Oh, that was and getting out. Oh. We got lucky because yeah. we had that bus. Yeah, you were lucky on the Ooh. getting out. Getting in was no problem. Yeah. I got, no, we got but, stuck in traffic. But the problem but. is the closer you get, like we got pretty close to the stadium. Yeah. Oh, this is great. But it took about hour. forty five or <laughs> yeah, it was tough almost to get an hour out. to get out. Yeah, that's part of that. That's part of the experience. You kind of just realize I'm in this. But uh, yeah, so it'll be Saturday night. Good news is we get some more Metallica during the week, and they are going to put on a monster on uh, Saturday night. I got a feeling they're going to play late. Oh, it's going to be go. extra songs. They're going to go. Five Finger Death Punch might get fifteen minutes. Yeah. Guys, you're off. This is our night. We're going to go crazy unless they don't get back. And just think about it. It's going to be the last time this year that something good's going to happen in that arena, in that stadium. <laughs> I mean, you know, because immediately following. The next day. Yeah. I mean, it won't be at home, but you're right. Starting the next day, the Josh Dobbs-led Cardinals will be the only thing to see in that stadium for 18 weeks. Uh, Brett's right. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Say goodbye to the stadium for 2023, yep. early 24. You're right. What a disaster that's going to be after. You thought the Metallica show was a little underwhelming. But uh, I think I think it'll be all right. But, I, you know, dude, the dude was sick. So all the people that are mad and posting comments about what a pussy is. Kung flu got him. Are you kidding me? Are we doing this again? Yeah, dude got sick. Hey, give him a break. I don't even know if he just, just holds up like somewhere here. I was surprised he rallied I'm sure up. he's on a private jet going home. I, he's by, not. By himself. Yeah, he's on. He's he's rented a whole, uh, a yeah. whole plane by himself and's yeah. out. And he's just. Yeah, I think so, too. It, look at it this way: if you if you've had the COVID in the last three weeks or a yeah. month, imagine going up there in the the prime of it the first couple of days. Can't do it and doing two hours. Two and a half is what you're supposed to do. And the guy still and they still gave us two hours. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw the line on our website for the uh, signing of the blackened uh, liquors, the whiskey bottles. It was like an hour long line. This thing was just from the building paradise. It was a it was a cool video because it was just nonstop people. But, uh, you know, Robert was around, you know, patient zero the night before. So he probably gave everybody at that liquor store. We're going to be ground zero for the new COVID epidemic. I just thought about that the whole time I was there. We're all sick. <laughs> well, and Thursday night, that's all they talked about. That is all. You, oh, man, L.A. We got it's it's it was bad. I'm like, really? goes, oh, my God. Everybody we ran into had it. I'm like, no kidding. We have to be so careful. And to me, that said, someone important's got it. Yeah. Someone important has been exposed. And I, and I didn't think band member. I thought maybe somebody that gets close to them. I didn't even think Metallica had it. They're so isolated and, and taken care of. But no, they, they evidently was wrong. Larry's going to be strutting today. Going, See, I didn't oh. do it. I had my mask <laughs> well, on. People were asking, <laughs> dude, you're going to get blamed for this. I'm like, why? Because you didn't wear the mask. And I'm like, ah, neither did Trujillo. <laughs> like he was like, that was the dumbest part of the whole interview. We, we had to wear masks everywhere we went. Until I was a foot away from a guy you're at band. your table. Until I'm yeah, actually exactly. sitting there with one of the the only person that was that I that had to stray from it came and sat with me. And I tested, you know, for COVID. I wore the mask everywhere in the building except for when I sat with him, and it was weird. I remember Friday morning. All I said was it was just so sad. That feeling of having that back on made me uncomfortable and awful. I hated it. But what are you going to do? And then we just started having people drop like flies. Night of the Singing Dead in late October, unless I get COVID. Uh, we got two nights scheduled this year. They, they, we did that cruddy little band of ours has done uh, so much uh, good uh, money for the club downtown. They asked us to do it twice this year, so we're doing the 27th and 28th of October for Night of the Singing Dead. Two locations. That's right, we're on tour. And this weekend, as fates would have it, they're just 
killing artists like crazy. If 311 dies, the show's canceled. That's all I can say. Because right now with Buffett. Paul Stanley. Oh, my God. Kiss, please live forever. <laughs> we got uh, Jimmy Buffett Friday. Uh, and then Saturday, uh, or Sunday, I guess, was uh, the dude from Smash Mouth. And then last night, uh, Gary Wright, Dreamweaver himself, passed away. Did you hear, you I'm telling you for the first time, I think. No, I heard you're, that. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. going to say your eyes move. Uh, so, yeah, so those three. Steve um, Harwell, um, Smash Mouth. Immediately start carving out uh, space in the show in October for that. And the funniest part is, is the band is starting to go. Because I sent a text when Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth was on TMZ and it said he's in hospice, just days to live. I took a picture and I said, band on standby. Because we do that every time. Like when Elton John fell the other day, it's like sodomizing Linda Waits. Because we, we, you know, we just fill it up. No one in the band will play Smash Mouth. At no one. Like, nope, we're skipping it. And I'm like, really? We're skipping it. So all night, I'm just going to go, somebody, and just see if I can get the crowd to start singing. And they, they, nobody do an acapella. Will. Yep, I'll do a full, full acapella tribute. So I went Well, through. I won't have to buy a Shrek outfit then. No, we were going to have you dressed as Fiona, actually. Yeah. That was the, the, our original idea was to do I'm a Believer, cover the monkeys, too, because there's a couple dead ones of those, and then have Brady come up as Fiona. <laughs> which would have worked out beautifully. But two nights in a row with the green would have been rough anyway. We still might do it. We'll find a reason to Fiona your ass that. <laughs> but yeah, the band will not play it. Absolutely refuses. So it'll be interesting. But they keep dying like this. We don't even have to play anything. Just every day we get a new one. Yeah, but man, those are some, I mean, cheeseburgers in paradise oh, and don't all-star. Do it. No. Nope. Mm-mm. Well, I learned a little also. I learned uh, the other one, uh, Walking on the Sun on the Piano. That wasn't that bad of a song, actually. I mean, so, it's just dumb. Here's the thing. But fun. The stupid fun bar hit Smash Mouth had uh, that all-star's terribly annoying because it's yeah. all over the internet. It's walking a on the sun, Walking on the sun, you're not going to run out of the bar because it's on. No, it's just it is, 90s. It's a goof. 90s annoying song. And then the I'm a Believer from Shrek is what it is. I went through and I'm like, Smash Mouth, eh? Because I worked at The Zone which play, Smash Mouth was like becoming a core artist there for a minute. And I went back and listened to their album. The stuff you don't know from Smash Mouth is some of the absolute worst you've ever heard in really? your life. It's terrible. Like, like Spin Doctor's bad? Uh, nope. You're, Spin Doctor's no, is better. No, you're pretty damn close with that <laughs> really? comparison. Yeah. Wow. Spin Doctor's. <laughs> yeah. And once you get past two princes with Spin yeah. Doctor's, like, oh, these guys aren't so bad. And then you look, oh, wow, are these, this is, what did children pick up their Fisher Price instruments and start playing? <laughs> that Smash Mouth, like the stuff I had not heard from them, album, I've never listened to a whole, I never bought Smash Mouth albums, but I had to play All Star and I had to play their hits. I listen to that. I swear to you, I'm like, how did they get a record deal just off one? If I was the record company, I'd have been like, we're going to buy this song from you and give it to somebody who can write other good songs. We're just going to launch them with this one because these are clearly hits. So much better than anything else they had on it. It just must have uh, timed with uh, parents uh, just having their kids because it was a smash with parents and kids. It was like it's a, a catchy, yeah. the poppy. It's a catchy pop song. Yeah. The All-star. And, and there's nothing... Uh, bad about as far as language or anything like Look, that. Look, the second somebody goes you're like, yeah, alright, I'm in on this. <laughs> yeah, It's catchy. But man, the rest of their stuff is garbage. Jimmy Buffett was just a terrible musician. I, I love to speak ill of the dead. <laughs> he was a <laughs> terrible musician. If you ever went to a 30 albums, just and 30 rotten albums. Like he got, he got a group he just became a, he's a Perfect 
promotional artist. That dude just told everybody. It's like being on the beach at one of my shows. Oh, people thought. And they uh, showed up. They still do. I mean, it's like, man, that guy lived his life. What a life. The key to a great, terrible musician's career. Convince the audience to be drunk all the time. And he did an amazing job of making the, I don't know, and making the audience say being drunk is better than not being drunk. Margaritaville. You got to be listening to that crap. You have to be better. You have to be plastered and in the mood to be plastered and party. That was it. And want to hump a 55-year-old woman. And I don't think the crowd for Jimmy Buffett's ever been young. Even when Margaritaville was brand new, it appealed to 55-year-old women. I don't think, I think you just, you go through that phase of 48 to 55. That dude, Keith Makayanko, I'll never forget you because he, I've been to like 13 Buffett shows. I told him how much I hated Jimmy Buffett. And he goes, dude, and he was in town. He goes, I'm getting an extra ticket. I'm going to tell my wife she can't go. You're coming with me. Why are you friends it with It will this change guy? your mind. I'm not anymore. Okay. I said, it will change your mind. I'm like, really? And I'm like, you know what? I've never been. I'm crapping on this party before I've been there. Just assuming. Let's see what it is. It was worse than I had thought. It was 10 times worse than I thought. The crowd was just a Tommy Bahamas eruption of idiots. And the, the musically off-key... Just some guys playing songs that weren't being played by the rest of the band. They were terrible. It was student council rocking out. It, it, it was when the teacher that plays guitar opens the assembly. That's exactly what it was. It was like, wow, Mr. Zabrowski can play a 12-string. And he goes out and busts, you know, classical gas for everybody for a few seconds. And then he tries to sing. And then the other teachers try to play their instruments. And it's just a train wreck. That was Jimmy Buffett. It's like Sloopy. <laughs> Only, over those are at over. least organized. I'll, I'll give the the bands. That's it was. Buffett was the, like next people. To the, next to the last Kiss show, Buffett's the worst live show I've ever been. To. Wow. Yeah, I mean, as far as just structure and listening and the sound was great, which was crazy. It didn't sound bad. They just couldn't play an instrument to save their asses. It was. Um, I mean, I've I've seen him more than once, but Buffett? that was during the time. Yeah. You're and the I never, audience. I never, I never got it. It was huge when I was yeah. in college. All those you guys are the loved perfect it. audience. So the first time I saw him, I'm looking at him like this guy. What a life! You don't have to be a right uh, outstanding musician. It's all sing alongs. Yeah. yeah, everyone knows every song. But you're the perfect there. example of what he was shooting for, which is somebody who's kind of like passively cool with music. Like, you're not going to go over the top reading liner notes and going crazy about the technique and everything else. Yeah. You're just going to the show, and if everybody's having fun, all right, fine. You're I the- went with a group of people, and then, yeah. um, you know, uh was dating girl at the time that right. liked Buffett. I wouldn't uh, put the balloon parrot hat on or anything like <laughs> right. that. But people did have a good—I mean, it was oh, just a party. Right. Because right. they've dismissed the idea that it needs to be good. They were going to have fun no matter what. They're the like you. It's like man, three out of five. Everything's three out of five because it's like I'm not going to say it sucked because somebody might have liked it. That's the it's the audience of people are like I'll get through this, no big deal. I, on the other hand, uh, go and look at things and go you shouldn't be on that. Thing. Jimmy Buffett was horrible. Is every Tommy Bahama store closed all week? Yeah. Just in well, I do think of, it's clever. Shirts are at half. All the, all the Margaritavilles <laughs> flew the their Margarita flags. <laughs> Did you see that they were all at half mast at Margaritaville? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. Which is great. Look, he was a billion dollar enterprise. This was he figured it out. He fleeced the vanilla. He just crushed vanilla ice cream. And gave it to everybody. And all the vanilla people out there, they're like, I'm a, I don't care about quality. I don't want to have to think too hard. He was that guy. And then Gary Wright, Dreamweaver, which is 
a masterpiece in its own kind of gayness. Because you listen again, you're like, wow, this is a super Still, ethereal just, space song. Yeah, and then you have the other hit, the Love uh, is Alive. Love is I actually like that song better. That's yeah. great. And I always think of Steve Winwood when I hear that one because I heard him do it once. And I don't know why. It was like a really cool version when Steve Winwood did it. And then I don't know that they ever recorded it. I just saw it on some like Austin City Limits or something. Oh, or wow. some One of those shows. I don't know what it was. And then uh, it was when I was young, too. I'd like to see uh, Daryl Hall do that, cover that it, in, be, oh, in and his house. Daryl's house? That would yeah. be great. But Gary Wright's another one where you go back and listen to his other stuff, and you're like, blech, like a whole load of blech. How did you come up with these two gems, and the rest of this stuff is just pure trash? He's up there with Buffett. I mean, two-hit wonder. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, Buffett. My dad started getting into Buffett because his, his hillbilly friends with low IQs started to introduce it to him. But Jimmy Buffett realized something that, you know, we all, that there's a good majority of people out there that are not very bright. Country music's got it figured out. Hey, let's pander, party. To, pander to the low IQ people and tell them they're having fun before we even start playing. Well, if you think about it, Smash Mouth actually had more hits than, than Buffett. Yep. I mean, they had three, even though one was a cover. Yep. <laughs> no, you don't know Buffett, though. Yeah. They weren't Yeah, hits. Cheeseburgers I mean, in Paradise and Margaritaville. It's a... Thins. Who? Volcano. No, no. You know the songs. <laughs> Come See, Monday. I told you. Come Ooh. Monday was probably a good, pretty good size hit. Uh, It'll be all right. He's ambient. He's human ambient. I was so bored at that show. And just the weirdest part was... I was just... The people watching yeah. was just the but wasn't best it, part. It was almost like 1984 when Big Brother would say dance. Because it was just these these seventy two IQ giant groups who managed to get some money in their <laughs> it was, life. It was a giant office party. One would start doing a dance, and the other ones around him were like we are doing that dance. It was it was TikTok before TikTok. The Jimmy Buffett audience was all TikTok people. They'd see somebody doing something, they Fins did it. To the they, left. Yeah. Fins to the right. <laughs> they're doing the dances, and I'm like, it's a this is like a Nazi rally. It's like they're just all doing what he says. It's Simon says. It was a horrible show. So, uh, rest in peace, Jimmy, but I hated you passionately. Your music was some of the worst ever presented to us in the history of man. Jimmy Buffett, The Doors, 311, put him on the list as like, and I swear to God, Brady, if you don't pray every night for the longevity and incredible health of 311, you're not my friend. Because all I care about is that we never have to even think about that for the night of the singing dead. That's, I didn't go to a bar this weekend because I knew it was going to be nothing oh. but Margaritaville. Could you jukebox. imagine and a karaoke? Of, yeah, and a bunch of jerk-offs. Bring the goddamn salt. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm out. I'm out. No way. Where's the salt? Where's yeah. the goddamn salt? Oh, I got up my flip-flop. <laughs> we said a swear. It's the Guy Fieri of music. <laughs> it is. Guy Fieri got all his ideas from Jimmy Buffett. That's why they're all so bad. They dress alike, too. They're the same. He's just a fat Jimmy Buffett. He's an unhealthy, living Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Ugh. So yeah, it was it was a weekend of uh, strangeness with that going on. So it was a, it was a there was a lot a lot to uh, and Steve Harwell was the ex lead singer, which I never well, I he forgot. Quit he, he quit he got the so band. Sick. Yeah, he he drank okay. himself. Now I knew this about Smash Mouth, not to talk out of school, but uh, I went to a well, they were in my kitchen. Yeah, I came home once and Smash Mouth was there. What? Yeah, <laughs> it was this. Why? So my ex wife was either banging Smash Mouth or doing a job with them. She she told me she was working with. Them. So okay. she worked with a company that did advertising. Uh, for American Express, her client was American Express. So and Hot Wheels. So American Express. This was back when media star, uh, advertisers started to realize we can 
use American Express to get with Hot Wheels and then take people on American Airlines. So she was the one who organized all these companies to do one promotion together, like big companies. Normally, they, they didn't do that before. So she had Amex on board with Hot Wheels somehow, and it was Hot Wheels' 35th anniversary. So CEO of Hot Wheels was a big fan of Smash Mouth, evidently, because he's like, I want them to do the song. So they got Smash Mouth to write a song called Hot. What did it do? Cost them 10 bucks In my house. So I come home from work one day. I think a little I, more. Than I think that. I called you. I'm like, yeah, I got to take a dump, but uh, Smash Mouth is here, so I'll call you back. I was like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'll tell you about it tomorrow. So I walked into the house, and there's my wife. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And they're, they're, it's the second you see Smash Mouth in your kitchen, Shh, they're writing. <laughs> you recognize Smash Mouth. Like you, the second you see Smash Mouth in your house, like Smash Mouth's here. You don't. There's no like you don't even have to know him. You just know that that's Smash. What's up, Smash Mouth? What's up? And I did. I had to poop. So I remember pulling in the driveway, and I saw, a, a, like, a bus car, like a, like a sprinter van, only, uh-huh. and she didn't tell me anything. This was before tax. It was, like, 2002. And uh, I roll in, and I look, and I'm like, sup, Smash Mouth? And I walked right to the, right to the toilet, because I had a, I had a, I was on deck. Came back out, and I'm like, what is going on? They gave me a cool Hot Wheels, super, like, a big Hot Wheels car. Steve Harwell, you go. I'm like, thanks, man. Your wife says you do radio. Yeah, not the kind you're on, though. <laughs> and we joked for a second, and then I let Smash Mouth do their work. They didn't write the whole song there, but they were part of playing it. clips for uh, my ex. It's like, I love this. We're going to do that and just get you over to the hotel. Why they're in my house, I have no idea. Maybe they did. Hose or what? I came home early. But they're Smash Mouth in my kitchen. I have a Smash Mouth collectible as well. You do? I had a, a Tweety Bird uh, stuffed... Tweety Bird at my desk, and when they came through the zone, yeah, the band just comes Hand by. Over. That's pretty nice. So that might have been the time my original story, not the Smash, not the title of my biography when I write it, which is Smash Mouth was in my kitchen. Uh, Smash Mouth, get out of my house! Um, I went out with our former program director, now past, now he's with Harwell up there in heaven, drinking because Kevin took Smash Mouth me. And uh, it was Paul, our program director, and a couple other people to dinner at Frazier's, the former Frazier's, yep. over on Scottsdale Rural. Restaurant from Babes. Oh, my God. Oh, no, we went to Cajun House. There was a restaurant inside Cajun House back when that was a thing. Th- those dudes, when, when he, I probably said it a few times, you're all going to die from something wrong with your liver. Every one of you. I've never seen bottles go down quite as easily individually, as I did that night, and people were still functional. Like, that dude could drink. And evidently, that was his vice the whole That's way. That's how they hydrated. Yeah, he, was, he was drinking. And so the next time, and Kevin, who was, you know, my drunk friend, was like, I don't like hanging out with that guy. It gets too far, it gets too deep. And then it was For that, Kevin to say and, that. Uh, and Kevin could the put Irishman it back with that. Yeah. Smash Mouth. So my only time out with Smash Mouth outside of when they were standing in my kitchen, that dude was exhibiting behavior that was like oof this is you're not going to live much longer you keep that up and you know 56 you don't want anybody to die but that dude did it he damaged his body damaged it the fact metallica is still around and the dude from smash mouth died of drinking too much tells you that metallica had a problem smash mouth topped it wrestle with that for a second smash mouth out drank metallica at their worst Metallica's in their 60s now. Smash mouth. Hold my beer. <laughs> Watch this, Metallica. You think you can drink? 
watch this. And Smash Mouth was like what he was doing to the bottles. It was, but they were my kitchen. So Lemmy levels, man. Lemmy survived his drinking. Smash Mouth didn't. They outdrank Lemmy. They they poisoned their bodies beyond what Lemmy did. And Lemmy was more full of alcohol than a vat at the Jack Daniels distillery. And he's, his liver still survived it. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, he was the ex-lead singer because he couldn't function anymore. Last three or four years, evidently, he was, he was very sick. Just like the black and whiskey, you know, they kind of flavor it or basically, yeah. what is it called, when they play the music to it. Right. They just used to lay cases next to Lemmy and it would do the same <laughs> thing, the vibes off of Lemmy. <laughs> Lemmy would just moan in his sleep and make the <laughs> molecules dance inside the cask. It was pretty awesome. So what are you going to do? We lost a few this weekend, and everybody, we still have a... We got another night with Metallica, which I'll be yeah. honest with you. I wasn't looking forward to Sunday, not because Friday. It was just an awful lot. It seemed like a lot of work for me. <laughs> I was scrambling, and when like, that man. news came out, I'm like, oh. It was a bit of a relief. I'm like, good, I got the rest of my weekend. I don't have to sit and play in this night. Although we wanted to go, I was like, oh, it was an awful lot. Friday was plenty. And then two big shows like that in two days. It's I a, wasn't either because uh, we snuck in Miss Pat on Saturday oh, night too. Right. So that had to be awesome. Oh, she's great. She's so great. Anyway, big weird weekend. Nut dust. Pull up <laughs> your masks, everybody. I got a feeling. Don't start that. Don't you start that, Cook. I know. Toledo's people are out there. They're going to start forcing it on you. Uh, let's get a wake up song, shall we? Five eight five nine eight hundred. A good one. We'll start off this four day work week right into the Metallica weekend again uh, with something good, and we'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up. It's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fees. I have heard enough of this. UPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Momentum to adapt and overcome. Ah, there you go. Thank you very much, Alliance. Tuesday, and again, uh, KUPD rules, it is legal. On a Tuesday following a three-day workday or weekend to punch the person in your office that says, Feels like a Monday. You can get your day straight. You're going to take one right in the, right in the chop, sister. Ugh. I can't get past him. It feels like a Monday. It's a gut punch. Yeah. Hey, go, yeah, go into their ovaries. Just uh, lift her off the ground. Oh, does it feel like Monday? A little Tuesday reminder for you. And I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Keep it up, Gladys. Uh, yeah, we uh, two things that happened over the weekend, aside from all the silliness we were talking. Some guy said, how come Jimmy Fallon's not doing all the death announcements? Way too much for Jimmy, and he's on strike. He might die. And also, yeah, and also. Uh, he's mourning right now. He yeah, lost yeah. one of his drinking buddies. Yeah, yeah he, and, he, and, he and Harwell can't go out anymore. And it all happened over the weekend. We knew Jimmy's more breaking death. That's, keep it that way. So quit writing our show, goddammit. Don't make me dance on a, on a Tuesday that feels like a Monday. Uh-oh. Sorry. Burning Man. Who else got tons of pleasure out of seeing those hippies in, in knee-deep mud? Mud I, I love every second of watching that stupid event. And I know, and, and the reason why is I'm tired of people who've gone to it that come back, you know, and their lives are new. I left my family. I had this outer body experience. I'm going to start my own crystal shop. I'm like, oh, no. It's like hippie steroids, this Burning Man. Imagine the funk coming out of that area. That's what I was going to get to. Chris Rock and Diplo watched, walked and, uh, six miles. Yeah. My favorite part is picked them up. they got out of there. They, uh, Chris Rock and Diplo said, F- 
this, I'm leaving. I don't want to be here no more. Diplo, get the truck. <laughs> and they, they started walking because their truck was stuck. And then somebody just picked up Chris Rock, who's in a Knicks shirt or coat. And all he kept going is, all I want is a beer. Get me away from these filthy-ass hippies. And he and Diplo got, they they got out. Everybody else got stuck. Did you see how they were handling it? These filthy pigs? I'd have walked. You, there's not a, a, a mile I wouldn't have walked to get away from this. They started handing out buckets. Community poo buckets. Ah, oh, yes. To hand around Hippie Fest 2023. And they never even lit the thing on fire. Wouldn't that have helped? Yeah. That big giant fire might have dried out some of that mud. There. Well, no. Well, you could have done that, too, to dispose of the poop. But wouldn't that massive fire kind of made it, like, a little easier to walk? Might dry the surface around it's, there, you yeah, Light the thing on fire anyway. They showed some of those hippies in their tents. They still, they still did everything you do at Burning Man. You do, you get tons of mushrooms and ayahuasca, and you stare at the ceiling, and then you go home and leave your husband because, like, you had an epiphany. It's for, it, the, it's not like it's so stupid. It's not, uh, it's more of a Coachella now. Oh, you know it's the original disgusting. Sir. Yeah. Oh you no, gotta, you got to barter for everything, man. Yeah, the real. They don't. Even Burning what is man the point hippies. of it anyway? I don't even know. Mushrooms, <laughs> hippies, communal I mean, what living. What is the burning thing? It's people who look at videos of Woodstock and say, where's mine? Not realizing Woodstock is the single most overrated American event in the history of America. If Woodstock happened today, the exact same way, not the recreation fiery one, but the exact same Woodstock happened that happened in 69 today, it would be considered a rape palace, a festival of death, a mud puddle gone south, wavy gravy was on stage. Like Woodstock 99. Woodstock 99 was actually just a concert that people lit fires at. It was more violent than the one. But, I mean, so many rapes. So many. They were giving birth. Like, if somebody gave birth at a concert today, it would be considered unsanitary. It's a celebration. Woodstock is the grossest thing that's ever happened. Burning Man is for the people, the children of that, and lost people who need, like, a massive ayahuasca getaway to, to just have an excuse to leave their families. Everybody I've ever known who's had a ayahuasca moment Left their family. There would have been so many. Uh, imagine the lawsuits too. Oh, I mean, from the, the way they pulled out uh, with Woodstock? Woodstock. Yeah. Oh my God. The 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 farmer would have sued. The state would have sued. The promoter would have sued. Yeah, it doesn't fly today. So Burning Man is just let's find a, a place no one owns in the middle of a lake bed and light some fires because we're children and then do massive amounts of drugs so we have an excuse to go home and leave that wife we have no reason to leave. Everybody I know. Everybody I know who's been to Burning Man has either quit their job or left their families. That, that had the ayahuasca thing that took like some deep peyote ritual runaway and turned into Jim Morrison for five minutes and then came home and left their families. I find it hysterical. <laughs> I, and now you're right. Now it's just Coachella Jr. or I saw, some businessman. Uh, a picture and, of the setup the night before disaster hit. <laughs> and it looked like an outdoor city. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... It's huge. And then they light that big thing on fire and... Hippies with poop buckets, and they stuck around. I'd have had that tent packed. I'd have been kung fuing my way across that <laughs> desert, finding me a road, and thumbing it back into Reno. I'd have been done, man. I got to know somebody in Reno. I'd have gone through the whole phone book to get a ride out of there. I'll walk to the to the highway. It can't be that far. <laughs> That's what Rock and Diplo did. Yep, six they just, miles. I'm fine with a six mile walk if I get back. And you imagine just Chris Rock. I need a ride. Thumb it. Diplo, stick your thumb up. 
<laughs> That's a great band name right there. Diplo, <laughs> stick your thumb up. Diplo, get that sub in the air. We get out of here. <laughs> Chris Rock had the right idea, which was oh, f- this. Just got a new special out yeah. of it. Oh uh, yeah, it's going to be great. I went to Burning Man. It was a f- nightmare. Went in, everybody was white. Came out, everybody was covered in mud, doing blackface. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it is. Brady was here. You weren't <clears throat> here, but was it the Sklar brothers? Sklar brothers. And then a week and, later, Harlan Williams yeah. is here, and they're both raving about Burning so, Man. And Brady's like, it. I think I'd like to go to that. We're like, no, you are not going oh, to Burning wow. Man. You are not. That is off brand, my friend. You are. N- I could be interested in Burning Man, Brady. You don't like dust storms. You don't like the beach because it's too dirty. You are not going to poop bucket Burning Man. You'll see. And all they talked about was mushrooms and like he doesn't drink. He's not doing drugs. He's the worst Burning Man contestant ever. And I had one friend early on go to Burning Ugh. Man and he's like, there were two days in the tent because it was so dusty. They had to lock down in the wind. Right. And then Sounds miserable. after he's like, the dust lifted. It was the greatest thing. He I was on mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, that helped. It, 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 that's the only thing that happened to him. It, it, they always go through the great details of what they say. You're in a lake bed in the middle of nowhere. No one wants to be there ever. And then there's a weather catastrophe almost every year. And then these people come out and go, then the, then the, like the skies parted. And I just remember seeing Jesus. I'm like, what? Oh, you were, oh, okay, now I get it. You were high as a kite. And then a giant toad told it's me. Thunderdome. Giant toad told me I'm with the wrong woman. So I went home and I divorced her. I'm like, that happens to all of you. Like, it's got to be the leading cause of divorce in the month of September in all the Southwest. Is because everybody leaves Burning Man, comes home and leaves their family or quits their job. And it was only one Sklar. That's why they're still, That's right. still the other together. One, the other one thought it was stupid. <laughs> yeah. I think it was uh, Jason was the one that absolutely loved head. it. And Randy's sitting there going, man, this is the stupidest thing I've ever been a part of. <laughs> Because he wasn't willing to do the ayahuasca runaway. I don't, I don't remember if he divorced his family or no, doesn't talk to his kids anymore. But that's pretty. I know two people in my life who won't talk to me about anything except microdosing now that they've been to Burning Man. They were different people before. And they seem, to be fair, they seem to be happier now than they've ever been. And I'm not against microdosing. I think it's great, especially for guys with PTSD. and th- I think we should be running that through our VA like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I've got two friends who've been through nightmarish war hell and both of them swear by hallucinogenics to get them through a night and whatever it takes, man. And they're not tripping balls. They're just taking it to get the the edge off of, you know, hearing a plate drop and not crapping their pants and starting to look for guns. You know, they it kills their PTSD, which is awesome. But, you know, these general businessmen are just, you know, in their mid-40s and unhappy with life that roll out there and watch some bonfire and then leave their families. <laughs> but, again, in fairness to people I'm talking about than I know, much happier now. But they all came back with, like, the same message, which was, I hate her. <laughs> and I was like, I think you hated her before. No, 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 everything seemed fine. No, you went to Burning Man with the intention of doing ayahuasca to see what else there is. And you came back going, no, I hate her. I have to tell her. Like, it just made it so it was easy. Hiawaska gives you the, the a great feeling, evidently, a walk through, like a journey, and then the courage to tell your partner you don't love them anymore. That's all. I think that's all of it. Or to tell your boss to go F himself. It gives you that pussy. new path. Right. It's, yeah. It's, it takes out your, uh, your pussy gene. 
which is great. But Burning Man, poop buckets, and filthy hippies, and everybody they interviewed was every reason, everything I never want to be around. And uh, representatives of Burning Man, they had a tent uh, community in this one spot where they built a bigger structure over the tents so the rain didn't get through the tents. And they showed the dirtiest hippie woman I've ever seen in my life talking about, you know, it's still a community. We're still really enjoying. I'm like, and all I thought was, you haven't wiped your ass properly in three days. <laughs> if you've ever done it, in your you probably got like dreadlock butt hair. There's a guy pedaling around with a a bidet, you know, but he has to pedal it in order for it to work. Um, you ever see? Like, uh, there's one. The guy has a uh, bike with outdoor shower heads. Uh, <laughs> filthy, filthy butts. That's all I think about. Rust butt everywhere. It's just Everywhere. been a, a giant about outlet. The ladies for, out there too. Oh, oh. The period and oh. stains in their pants when they get home to their Ooh. cruddy, smelly apartments. Sorry, Charlie. They oh. call it Copper Basin. Imagine the smell of seventy thousand unwashed asses in a rainstorm, and then they dried up. So now it's sour clothes and buttholes. That's what they should name Burning Man: sour clothes and buttholes. <laughs> It is the least appealing thing that people do. Slipping around in that mud, falling on a mastodon tusk. <laughs> yeah, you're eventually going to unearth something Brett's people uh, killed or a mastodon. <laughs> Brady's right. It's going to be, you know, an informant or a beast from Steel the, drums a prehistoric or... beast. Oh, yeah, like a little Indian. Like an Aztec's going to be in there, like his hand's going to pop up. Whoa, the dead live. I'm going to leave my family. Burning man. <laughs> Knobs. John, are we supposed to feel bad for a bunch of idiots that went in the middle of the desert to listen to a bunch of horrible music to take a bunch of drugs and then get stuck in the mud? <laughs> Too bad they couldn't close the road off permanently. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Burning man cracked me up because I was like, this is ridiculous. 75,000 mushroom freaks in a room and it goes poorly. Imagine that. Burning Man would be like camping with 50,000 carnies. <laughs> yes! Got a point! That's a great way to Good put job, it. Good job, Kevin. 50,000 carnies in you in a room. And Chris Rock. Yeah. I can't take the smell of these white-ass hippies no more. Not one more minute. Diplo stick your thumb up. It's okay, I'll lead it. Very good. Diplo and him hitchhiking. Please pick us up! And then I saw them in the back of a pickup truck like they were trying to escape Afghanistan. Oh, you would too. Oh. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I'd get in the back of a truck. When's the last time Chris Rock hoofed it in the back of a Toyota with seven other people? And it's refugee stuff. Misery. And I know I'll get emails. I went to Bernie Man to change my life. Yeah, I know, because you got a divorce. It gave you courage. <laughs> Suddenly money didn't matter anymore. I didn't, yeah, yeah, you just found the reasons why leaving her made sense. And women, too. They come back and leave their husbands on that ayahuasca. It's a, it's, a, it's a divorce propellant. I'm leaving you for the horse trainer. <laughs> right. And they, oh, and that's the other thing I'm positive happens that nobody talks about is that they met another mushroom head, and they, and they hooked up and went back and divorced, and then they realized, oh, my God, I'm with a drug addict. Like five days later, and their whole lives are miserable. You only hear the success Which infuriates story. you more about the split, being halved. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I got halved, and I'm with a hippie. What was I thinking? I took a load of hippie dick, and now, I, and now I've lost everything. How many of those ayahuasca runs uh, end that way, and then like a month later, that hippie's back at your door with flowers? I'm so sorry, baby. That girl doesn't shave her armpits. I thought it was forever, but it was like a week. 
I miss you. Why don't you take some more drugs and see how you love me? Well, I don't need the nagging, but this is why I left. My backpack broke. <laughs> hey, look, I thumbed it over. You used to be a CEO, Terry. Want to play hacky sack, yeah, bro? I'm got the sticks and the hacky up front. I had a life-changing experience that made me an irresponsible teen again, and I want that back. It's miserable. I wish you'd have died in that mud puddle. <laughs> That's what the toad said you'd say. I get off my porch. His kid's still going to private school, and actually, my dad has dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> I'm going to cut off the tuition, even though I've got the cash. I'm going to give it to Native Americans. Oh, Christ. Terry, quit talking. Hayden needs education. I'm not paying for this. He can go to a public school where God will love him for free. Forgive my husband. He's still on a ayahuasca trip from Burning Man. He won't wash off the mud. He says he's in touch with Earth. Blah, blah, blah. I'm leaving her. For a woman I met named Penelope Flower. Ugh, you Burning Man people. Disgusting. Go roll in the mud at home. You can you can do mushrooms and roll in mud and light fires at home. It's probably a TikTok challenge. Just saying, bro. Not with 70,000 other unwashed butts. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You love hanging out with people who don't wipe their asses. <laughs> Ronnie says, I'd like to see you try Burning Man in my small town. Yeah, <laughs> give that a run. That's when I kind of join in with the hippies or the hillbillies against the hippies. Although they're very similar in look. The difference is the, the flannel shirts with the cutoff sleeves are more prominent in the South. Country Thunder's not that far of a reach. <laughs> Country Thunder's pretty close, but at least they're just low IQ. You're loud RVs, right? Too. There's very few CEOs that are going to have life changing experience when Jason Aldean comes up and goes, "I got my shoes untied again, and I don't know where to begin." Thanks, Aldean. We're going to have some more beers, and there aren't ayahuasca experiences over there at Country Thunder that that don't end in a fist fight. You don't want some. Faded out hippie running up telling you about God and stuff. They're just going to get punched in the face if you start mouthing off about deities. There's only one Jesus Christ. I don't care what you saw. I'll punch. This guy says there's multiple gods. Polytheism don't fly at Country Thunder. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't downplay the Lord on your ayahuasca trip at Country Thunder. They're not on a discovering journey. They've got it all figured out. And, uh, yeah, speaking of Burning Man, though, TikTok has your kids lighting themselves on fire. And I don't know if you saw Good. that or not. <laughs> Got to for it, too. <laughs> I think it's time, once again, for guy without a kid to tell you how to parent. And I think that's a necessary thing. I've been thinking about this. Because every time I tell you guys what bad parents you almost all are, you're like, what do you know? You don't have kids. How do you do it? I'm like, no, I think, it's, I think your kids are a lot like a guy with a bad girlfriend. It's my job. As a dude who's not in the relationship blinded by love, who doesn't have that blinded by love feeling for a kid, to point it out to you, you need people like Brett and I every once in a while and go, dude, not for nothing, but your kid's an idiot. Same way we would, like for Mangoop. Hey, this girl you're in love with, think she might some, have a, there's some red flags. <laughs> think she might have a dick. <laughs> you know, I think there's, there's a benefit that parents need to stop poo-pooing when the childless come in and go... I'm going to reintroduce logic to your life because you're blinded by love and you're lost in your bubble of child. And it's true. So sometimes you have to shake your head and go, oh, yeah. dude, that a kid is right. 
the TikTok challenge that's out there is to cover your hand and rubbing alcohol and light it on fire. <laughs> now, first off, if you've raised a child that thinks this is a good idea, you've done a poor job for at least 10 years. Bad job. Fire being bad is something Frankenstein could understand. That was like one of the first things he learned. Fire Big bad. fear. Big fear. He, he was a huge fear for a reason he touched it. I think it's imperative all parents at somewhere around age four to lightly burn their child and let them know fire is bad. Fire bad. If Frankenstein monster can figure it out, your kid should be able to figure it out. One of the first lessons, almost before mama, dad, dad, put their hand on the stove. Let them know. Mm, terrible idea. Don't leave marks. Did it. <laughs> well, I did as right. a kid. We all do it. I'm like, oh. Right. Your adult kid, you see that glowing red thing? Neat. Ah, fire bad, mama. So you learn early. If you don't, you're going to have a kid like the one down in Tucson who had rubbing alcohol over his hand for the TikTok challenge, set up the camera, and lit his hand on fire. And it caught his shirt on fire. And it caught him on fire. He became little little burning man. They put him out. Your rapper? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I thought I was going with it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Now he's got a career. <laughs> Damn it all. It worked out for the... <laughs> Light your kids on fire. They might become heroic rappers. I don't want kids to burn, but that's a parenting job. And if you, and look, my parents did a poor job with fire because I almost lit the house on fire twice. All of us do it. Boys are fascinated by fire. Right. But every once in a while, when they've, it's like dog training. When they haven't done anything bad for a while, you got to start getting on them about the thing they might do. You know, like you stand them over by the sprinklers and go, hey, good job. You haven't eaten these in a while. So. It's my, I know, I'm sorry, I got distracted by the TGI Fridays employee that's walking by in the parking lot. I don't know what she's wearing. With a bomb. With a we bomb. Gotta, she's gotta, walking from Burning Man. We got to shut these windows because I don't, I don't know what, there's no makeup, but that's a clown outfit. Oh my God. What is going on on 50 Scott seconds? Burning yeah. Man. Almost home. Taking the baby out for a stroll. I had him at Burning Man in the Met. <laughs> yeah. So this kid that lit himself on fire. Terrible. Uh, but, yeah, it says he put rubbing alcohol in his left hand, lit it with his right hand. It didn't realize how fast rubbing alcohol burns uh, as well as mom was asleep. As the non-kid-having parental uh, consultant, why does your kid have TikTok? Explain it to me. Tell me why you want your kid on TikTok. What is now? I understand. I, I have this ar- ar- argument with adults all the time. Like, why are you on social media? I need it for my work. I really don't want to do it. Everybody has the same answer. I need it for my work, or it keeps me in touch with my family. Uh, and it's lazy because you can stay in touch with your family easier now than it's ever been to stay in touch with the people you want to stay in touch with. What it is is a way to stay in touch with the people you don't want to stay in touch with for real. Well, those are the ones you don't want to have in your phone number right. and all that kind of so stuff. So it's a way to keep them around without hearing about it from grandma, that your cousin still has access to you. But it's really just kind of like, okay, that's a nice little portal into cousin Donnie. That I, He drives me bananas. That's not any insult to my cousin Donnie, who I actually like quite a bit. But again, I don't have social. So I ask adults all the time, why do you have, oh, because it helps me with my job or promotes this and that. Okay, why does a 10-year-old need TikTok? Explain it to me. Brady? As a, as a they go through a phase where they like doing TikToks. Sure. Um, you but know, as a parent, as a friend, all kids go through a phase where they yeah. like stuff. But as a parent, isn't it your job to go, don't care if you like it or not? Not You're not getting it. They go through a phase. Yeah, of- because, well, I can tell you when, when 
uh, Kirby was that age or went through that, TikTok was a fun new thing. And then all right. of a sudden it came out like, oh, the Chinese can hack it or hack into your <laughs> That's phones. been the case the whole that time. That fear. <laughs> yeah. And so. That's never not been the case. Yeah. And I don't, but I, it, I fear it less like the it Chinese. came out, you know, like a year or two later when it was first out there. Well, by the way, it's owned by a Chinese look, company. If we're worried about Chinese companies owning yeah. stuff, we I just put our phones away and shut up about that. That's not really a concern. As a parent, you should be concerned with day-to-day, not whether or not the Chinese care enough about your kid to use their secrets for international yeah. things or try to indoctrinate them into their life. That's a fear that we all have, but that's there, there's ways around that. My I'm talking thing about TikTok. When, why is it necessary for your kid to have TikTok? It's not. So why do they have it? Entertainment? No, because parents are pussies and say you have because the other kids have it. That's it. If the other kids have it, they have to have yeah. it. Yeah, well, that's you know, the it's problem. still there's still a factor of uh, how old should my kid be? You know, parents to have phones, right? And some, well, you know, even Kirby at fifteen, there might be one or two that still not until you're sixteen. Here, as a non-parent, that's a tough. Is what I hear from parents. I think Brett's with me on this. Every kid that's got TikTok, and probably almost all of them, I never hear a benefit. I hear about the one family I know who's, who's found this route through TikTok to sexy dance for old men for Venmo. She's getting paid. Yep. 13. That's what I'm, I mean, that was the main thing. That's it's one like, of the stories. What, what I kind got? of TikToks yep. are you doing? The other one, kids eating stuff they shouldn't be eating. They learned it on TikTok. Um, one of the girls at school. Uh, started to show uh, the other girls that you can use TikTok or uh, what's the other one, the, the one that are Snapchat. Yeah. And they can show their boobs to the other kids in school. Dicks flying around like crazy. You get to know a kid on TikTok. He lives in Georgia. Next thing you know, you're exchanging TikTok info, phone info. I've never heard a story that says my kid invented something because he found this on TikTok. They dance for each other, and then it ends up in the wrong hands, and then you got some 52-year-old dude going, what well, did put on them little baby panties say Tuesday for me? That's it. I've never found a benefit. So the only reason that I can figure that your kids have TikTok is because you don't want your kid to get made fun of for not having it. That's it. That's it. And that used to be parenting. So again, it goes back to you're blinded by love, and you don't want your kids to not have stuff. You don't want to be the bad guy. Uh, instead of like what Kurt and Dan did to us the whole time. Was like, I don't care if I'm a bad guy. You're yeah. not getting this. It's garbage. I'm not your friend. I'm your dad. Uh, exactly. It's the, it goes right back to blinded by love with a friend who's got a bad girlfriend. You people need to listen to the childless. You parents need to listen to the childless. We bring logic to your house. You don't tell me how to raise my kids. Okay. Your kid's on fire, by the way. Oh, Jesus Christ! And tell your kid to quit being a pussy and use gasoline. Exactly. You know, I mean, come on. If you're going to do it, puss. Do it like we did it. <laughs> Pour some gasoline on yeah. the thing. Have a kid close by with a bucket of water. That was Vince's job at George <laughs> Circle in Tempe. We had Aquanet, gasoline, and matches, and we were trying to kill spiders. And we had a bucket of water. We knew. It's the uh, Paul Brothers and uh, Dude Perfect that inspires other kids. <laughs> right. I got to go viral. Look at these guys. They got viral. And I think deep down it's a secret belief that your kid's special. And they're going to do something that goes viral, and you'll never have to work again. I think there's some aspect of that. Our seven-year-old daughter yeah. is uh, opening gifts. <laughs> right. Special, around. I think parents see those kids that just are four and are called influencers because they open toys and they made millions. And they're like, I think my kid might stumble into something. Not many of your kids are special. Well, I mean, they look special. Oh, yeah. They're lighting themselves on fire for a reason. It's because you guys have 
become friends with them first. I don't think that I would allow any kid under the age of like 15 to have TikTok. And I don't think they'd be missing it. My dad won't let me have it. So We're doing all right with our daughter that has a uh, strawberry head, a giant (laughs) five-pound... What? Deformed babies. These people are up there... You are fascinated with deformed babies. <laughs> it's fascinating that they every day on our Holmberg's Morning Sickness thread of text, Brady sends a deformed baby to us <laughs> every like, day. Why, why, why you, this? though? You're then, the problem. And well, then I on, make it go viral. Well, it's not he started that with saying, we have a daughter, and <laughs> then he went into right. his deformed baby thing. You know I'm what like, he was what? talking about. I know. Because his brain won't leave breast milk and babies with lumpy strawberry heads. Look what it does to him. Imagine what it's doing to your 10-year-old. It's turned Brady into a mush head that can't stop watching booby milk and uh, deformed babies rolling I, around in the dirt. I put up, Kirby, don't look at these. <laughs> Parental. Again, guidance. here's another one. Kirby, don't yeah. look at this one. But yeah, I'll get emails saying, you can't help. You don't know. You don't even have kids. I'm like, yeah, but I think I introduce logic a little bit to the people who are blinded by the love of their child, which is a beautiful thing. But I don't think you actually see your kid the real way people see them. My buddy Jeff Bowers had a terror of a child named Nicholas. Oh, my God. And he thought he was great. And I had to sit him down and go, I don't want you to come over anymore because of that kid. He's like a disaster. I have to move stuff in my house when you come over because he breaks things. Yeah, but he's just a kid. I'm like, no, you're blinded by love. This is my house. Just a kid doesn't fly in my house. When I was a kid, if I broke anything at someone else's house, not only did my dad build the thing back, buy a new one, and then make me pay it back in chores and abuse. Like, not even physical. Like, I just felt like I had like I had to mow every lawn on the planet. And then the next time I was at someone's house, my hands were in my pocket. It was like a little soldier. Jeff could, Bowers also got to come back on that one because he ended up dislocating the kid's arm. Because <laughs> he was just a terror in a store. He's trying to hold his kid's hand. The kid flopped and flipped all over until his shoulder came out of its socket. And somehow started to bleed out his mouth when he hit the dirt at the Safeway. <laughs> this kid was nuts. And the kid's super mellow now? No. Oh, he's I grown thought you up saw and him. nuts. He's more mellow than that. I mean, yeah. he's, you know, he's a human being now. But there's a lot of stuff. I don't even want to deal with it. Like, you don't want to trigger Daffy Duck inside this kid. He'll lose it. <laughs> he used to make us leave. Okay. Nicholas is about to lose his mind. I'm like, what? We're at a restaurant. Nicholas is about to lose his mind. Hurry up and eat. I'm like, wait a second. Why am I on his clock? I mean, so he would let the kid lose it in the restaurant? He didn't have an option. They, I, but if he saw I was in the car if I started getting... <laughs> that wasn't... Exactly. Well, and the child Kurt was... Kurt giving smacks right. all the way out the door. The guy with no kids can't tell the guy with kids and have them listen. Hey, the kid goes in the car. We're going to finish right. dinner here. I can't do that. Someone will steal him. I'm like, nobody likes your kid that much. <laughs> John, there is My a segment... My dad liked of, me that much. Yeah. John, there are a segment of parents that know... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see it. My kid is an idiot. He's yes. eight. No common yep. sense whatsoever. It is embarrassing. Yeah. We have to start treating parents and their kids sort of like we treat friends with girlfriends we don't like. You have to let them know. By the way, I hate your kid. I don't think he's right for you. And then see if they'll break up with the kid or fix it. <laughs> One of the two has to happen. Or you just lose that friend for a while. How many parents would actually want to divorce their kid? Oh, I mean, that number is massive. <laughs> massive if you could divorce your child and just i mean there's ways to do it but it makes you look bad if it was socially acceptable to go it's not working out i'm gonna let you go you gotta go find a new family (laughs) it's just i think we're better off apart yeah it's terrible but tiktok is just basically slut training 
And it's working, by the way. Again, Toledo knows. I, I, I Probably four or five stories I've heard about TikTok, all bad. Yep. I've never once heard, my God, the TikTok, oh, it's made my kid's life so good and it's so much better. Nope, some kid in Tucson's laying in a burn unit. And uh, they're, now they got to warn everybody, hey, by the way, your kids are so stupid that they might uh, throw fire fist up in the air and think they're doing something good and then catch their shirts on fire. I, I've never once gotten the benefit from it. I don't understand it. And, of course, it's not going to happen to all of them. I just You tell me what the benefits are. Tell me where it's good versus the potential bad, and you'll convince me. But nobody can tell me. And the only thing I can figure is you're worried your kid won't like you because you've taken something away. Because kids don't like that, and parents don't want their kids mad at them. Then you'll lose them. Then they'll rebel. And then Will they? They'll run away. See, that's no, the opposite. A lot of times, you add discipline to their lives, and they don't rebel. They just act like dicks, like they're gonna anyway. Your kid didn't need TikTok to find fire. It knows about fire. It's your job to teach it that fire bad. Frankenstein monster again. Dogs know fire's bad. They never even get taught. You have like a fire. And a dog gets too close to it, I guarantee you that dog does not get close to fire again. We have a fire pit in the backyard. Jack Ham was a puppy. Popped up against it, felt the heat, pulled away like, nope, that's not good. He knows. Your kid's an idiot. You got a little arsonist on your hands. So it's, I think it's a new segment on the show. Childless logical person tells you the thing you love too much is a jackass. And we should all incorporate that. <laughs> You got everybody's got a friend with a kid that's like I can't take that kid anymore, and they don't do anything about it. John, two things I don't know: TikTok and kids. Sign Toledo's dad. <laughs> yeah, take Toledo's dad's right. He divorced his kid. Didn't cost him a penny. He got out before the either of them earned anything. Yeah, ridiculous though. But this TikTok challenge thing makes me just throws me out. And I'll get emails. Toledo just rolls out. I'll get emails from, you know, what do you think about I don't know anything about raising a kid, but I know about logic and what it looks like when I see somebody losing their mind over a kid that's terrible. I, I like this text because it leaves open so many other questions. It's from Jared. Okay. Hey, John, how about you shut up about TikTok? <laughs> Is he supporting it? Dude likes beating off the kids. He likes, yeah, he likes what, teen girls' butts. Right. That's what I got out of that. All right. Well, you know what? And to an adult, go Thanks, get them. Jared. At you least he what? signed it. And there's an aspect of me that believes that it's cut back on pedophiles because they've got an outlet at home. Could be. You know, I don't like it, but I think the more you let your kids wave their sweet 16-year-old asses in the faces of dudes like that, it keeps him off the streets. Well, there's a measure like in blended families. Like we know one that's got a blended family now and the the co-parent, the mother on the one side. Encouraging is taking, it. Is taking her 16-year-old and grooming her on yeah. on social media. Telling her. Yeah. There's money Telling to be her made you here. Need to do that. And, yeah. and it's, so it's like it's weird And she's weird been at it for a while. It's weird to see because – I'm friends with this daughter from a while back because we used to – we did things together. Sure. And so now it's weird because that pops up. I have to hide that stuff. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not watching that. <laughs> Some teen girl going, my boobies are swole. Boink. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I got to stop being hard for that. <laughs> yeah, she's parading it. And her mom's encouraging it because there's money to be made out there. Well, because mom really wants to be the, the fun parent. Right. The better parent. In her mind. Childless people have something to say about your kids, and most of the time it's not good. And you guys don't want to listen because you're built-in excuses. You don't have kids, you don't know. But I know what an asshole is, and I'm looking at one right now. John, I'm running for office, and my first proposition I'm titling 12345. Let parents divorce their kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I'm standing on in my platform. 
Could you imagine how scared you'd be as a kid if you My dad would have tried to divorce me seven or eight times. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'd be like, all right, that's it. And lawyers and paperwork. And I'm sitting there like, what is going on? Like, we're letting you go. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's not working out. I, I still love you. I think I always will. But I just don't think this... I don't think it's a. I don't, dro- I don't see this going forward. That drop down menu on online forms, yeah. kids, <laughs> no longer kids, no longer. Oh my god! You give them till like twelve. You have to stay with them till like twelve. But by twelve, you know whether or not you got adult on your hands. <laughs> when I was twelve, I started to become a kid. Like, hey, I think my parents can be all right from here on out. Prior to that, you think you would have teased uh, the uh, rubbing alcohol hand on fire? I lit thing? the garage on fire playing smash 'em ups with the matchbox cars. I poured puddles of gasoline and put matches, taped matches to the tops of the cars. And I mean puddles the size of this, this soundboard in front of me. And two little matchbox cars with matches, and I'd light the matches, and I'd push them and make a crash. Sometimes they didn't even crash. They just hit that puddle of gas when it made these infernos. Well, it got out of hand because it started as a drop of gas, maybe like a cup of gas, and then like half the gas can. The Oldsmobile 98 Regency Brougham was white. Half of it was black once when I came in and got a pitcher of iced tea to put the fire out. My dad's like, what's going on in there? Nothing. Smoke billowing in behind me. Is that me. the matchbox fire? The, the matchbox, oh, the matchbox fire? fire, yeah. I, I came in, threw iced tea on it. It just made horrible smelling smoke. And I went back in to fill that up again. And my dad's like, what the hell's going on in there? And I'm, the whole inside of the house now is smoke. <laughs> and, of course, he gets up to go, what's going on? And there's a small fire. The Oldsmobile is burning a little on the door, on the passenger <laughs> oh. side door. <laughs> and I'm nothing, nothing. What were you doing? Gas can sitting like an inch from the fire. <laughs> what the f*** is wrong with you? That's the one where he spanked me and I had sweatpants on and I was so afraid oh, that I pooped while he spanked me. He doesn't know. He, I just oh. told him that a few years ago. That he was spanked. He was just smashing poo into my pants because I pooped. Like I literally just dropped deuce in the drawers. You're a bad. I'm, you're too old for this. I was like 11 or 12 and he's just spanking and I'm just... Just flying out of me as a defense to his spanking. I had a poster of Freddy Krueger in my room. Is that what you want to look like? Because that's what he is, is a burn victim. He's an actor. Shut up, you smart ass. It's not real. Shut up. I know what real is. And then I just crapped all over and he just smushed it into my, my uh, backside. And he was right. You know what I never did again? Put the garage on fire. the garage on fire. But at that point, my dad would have probably said, it's not working out. You're a liability more than you are a benefit to me. And it's not working out. And he would have been right. And the court would have seen it his way. You imagine if I was his girlfriend and I lit the garage on fire. <laughs> it's like, well, Dan broke up with that girl because, yeah, she lit his garage on fire. What a dumb <laughs> He had to get out of that. She was going to kill him. Now I was at 11. It was just that another year or so he'd have been able to legally divorce me in the new world. I think it's great. I think it's a fantastic plan. I'm just thankful I've dodged it this far. Along. What? I mean, there's a couple. You're years blind to it. Your kid's done dumb stuff. You just she's not uh, starting fires. You don't know that she's not trying to go a girl. Uh, viral. She went through a phase where you know nine and ten where she liked TikTok. She doesn't really TikTok yeah. anymore. But you're right. There's other Too things. Pervert. I just kind of hope that the time that we, she spent, well, she, she makes she should be fine. good decisions. Right. But you never know. But I think you were a perfect example of Kirby could light the garage on fire and you would say it was spontaneous. Maybe I'm a little too trustworthy. You love her too much. And that's a good thing. You're blinded by love like you would be for a girlfriend none of us like. It's the same thing. If you started dating a girl and everybody's like, boy, that girl Brady's got not fun.
fun. We hate her. We as friends would be like, we can't do it. We got we to gotta let you know. This is not a good one. Same with kids. We don't say it about your kids. You're blinded by love in both areas. It just happens. And it's a tough conversation, but us childless people like Brett and I need to be able to tell you guys. we got the driving years coming up. <laughs> right. We'll be fine. A year away. Oh, you're a year away? Well, on the way, um, I'll tell you, on the way to uh, Metallica, I took my friend Billy, and we're midway there. His phone goes off from Toyota. Uh, your truck is uh, rolled over. He's what? like, oh, his son has a truck. He's already... He's wrecked it a couple He's times. already totaled a BMW. Yeah. <laughs> my God. And now, same place, and he's, he's four-wheeling, like... Finding out everything okay, and then his his son won't call yeah. him. Oh, Only yeah. call him mom. Mom, uh, truck's on its side, bro. Yeah. What are you doing? Big windstorm, bro. Yeah. Well, it's not working out. And in my world, you could go. You know what? That's two cars. It's not working out. You I'm gonna mean, let you go. Yeah. He liked That's that it. dude yeah. this weekend to let his ten year old drive because he was sauced. <laughs> right. That was a great story though. That kid was flying, and his dad, drunk, goes, "Get on the freeway." He's ten. <laughs> Didn't even take side streets. No. I don't like Megan on the freeway. <laughs> She's forty. Hey, but at least this kid was traveling fast. He Megan was Megan cruising. <laughs> like I, of the video yeah. they had of him. <laughs> just cutting it out traveling. He's a better driver than most people I know. He did good. He yeah. went from Scottsdale Road to 7th Street. I mean, yeah, no. nice. I have to say that that's less of a ticket. Do you get a DUI as the dad? Yes. Okay, right. And yeah. child yeah. endangerment and all kinds oh, yeah, of stuff. That'll, that'll oh, be the yeah. least of your... Yeah. But at 10, let's stop saying the kid was so bad. He did his job real well for 10. I wouldn't have been on the freeway when I was 10 doing half of what he did. Dangerous? Sure. Encouraged? No. But let's just, you know, hindsight now. We go back. Brett's right. This kid made it all the way to 7th Street on the freeway. I was allowed I was to, impressed. I was allowed to move the truck out of the driveway for my dad. That was it. I go, you can move the truck. Driveway. God damn it. And I'd hit a, a trash can. 10? 10. I was allowed to move the truck. And it was because it was a company truck. I think it got beat up on the, he didn't care so much. I hit the mailbox once. I hit my sister's car once, and that was not when I was 10. That was when I was 13. But I was still only allowed to move the car out of the driveway. That was it. The thrill of my life was when my friend Mark, his uh, stepdad, owned like some sort of a weird produce farm in Queen Creek. And we were allowed to drive the truck. We were 14, but yeah. we could only drive it around. And Mark got a ticket because he went to the Circle K in it. But drunk dad tells the kid, here's the keys, boy. And take your little fifth grade ass and get us home. But we, what was, and first off, what was the kid doing with drunk dad that far away from home in the first place? I mean, that's a long way to marry yeah. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Scottsdale, right? Family from, outing? We got to get back to back. And my Uber app ain't working. Where's the boy? And put your cars down. We're going to go for a ride. You got a special day? I get to drive? See? <laughs> I'm going to sleep. You know where we live, right? Okay. See that mountain? Drive towards it. <laughs> He's done that drive. Line. Just follow it. Just do the best you can. <laughs> and he did. The kid made it to Seventh Street and then pulled over. Give like, me the like, hey, we're, getting, we're getting pulled over. I quit driving. So pull over. The cops want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell him I'm sleeping. Tell him that daddy fell asleep and you're taking me to the doctor. <laughs> that dude. And he had it. an open container, right? Yeah. He, was, he, he wasn't done yet. While he was going. He's got a, he's yeah. got a DD. Yeah, that's. 
And you're How do you think boy. I had this kid? Right. <laughs> it is it is almost a morning sickness boy of the year award because that's amazing. <laughs> I would have made it out of Monty Circle onto extension and hit the neighbor's house or a light pole at ten. I, I wouldn't have done it. He not only knew how to get on the free uh, that tells me two things. The kid may not be ten, he might be seventeen and they're just lying about his status. <laughs> And also, this isn't his first rodeo. No oh, kid no. is that comfortable hopping on the first freeway. First time. <laughs> right. No kid knows freeway ramps. and Under dad pressure. He, he had to be standing. He, there's no way he was sitting down and reaching the pedals. Unless yeah, his dad's blocks. probably the same height. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. It's a Mexican joke. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, that's true. He's probably about yeah. the size of a 10-year-old boy. I got the blocks on the pedals for the boy. <laughs> Looks like short round in yeah. Temple of Doom. Yes. <laughs> Blocks. Flying down the freeway. I wish I'd have seen that. Like, that kid, boy, I tell you what. 16-year-olds look younger and younger. Every time I see a young person at a street at a stoplight, I look over and I'm like, well, did I look that young driving? That's scary. He looks but he's 10. They're both upset they didn't TikTok that. Yeah. Oh, gone that, viral. oh, my God. And he's giggling. That's not Dad's first dance with jail. He's fine. No. You let a 10-year-old drive you home from Apache Junction to downtown. Let's go over to Wilderness Brewery. I like the one in Phoenix, though. You come with. Tell your mama. <laughs> she knows where I am. <laughs> she knows where we are. Do you have the boy? I needed to get here. <laughs> yes, I have the boy. It's up my ass all the time. You want a beer? Sure. Yeah, okay. You wait in a car. <laughs> the better part when it was the kid, if he was DUI. Right. He that is some driving. I look, tip of the cap. That is all your kids are stupid and aren't allowed to walk home from school, white people kids. These Mexican kids are driving folks home from doing better than Waymo. I learned something this weekend by the way with Waymo. I found a Waymo uh hive in Scottsdale. I didn't know this about the driverless Waymos. And by the way, as a society, we should be a lot more happy and surprised by this. We act like it's our, we're entitled there are driverless cars. This is Jetson stuff going on. And everybody's right. like, no big deal. How are we not just jumping for joy that this is an advancement? So I, I uh, went over in this neighborhood and I see a Waymo just parked on the side of the road like a, a staging area. But it's in a neighborhood. Like he doesn't have a call yet. So he just pulls over. Lights on. All that crap on it spinning around. And I'm like, I wonder what happens when you bump a Waymo. Like I know it's on video and stuff. Do they just scooch up? Do they go, hey, enough? Like, when you get too close to them, do they start moving? Yeah. They don't. <laughs> they, they just, don't? No. You can, I lean the Jeep up against it. Did you really? I give it a little, Waymo brakes went on. I'm like, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> so I backed up. I went around. No damage, nothing. But there might, I might be getting a ticket from the Waymo people because there's cameras all over that. Oh, place. I thought you were going to say next thing you know, you're surrounded because you said a Waymo no. high. So no. Like 10 more right, Waymo. I went back. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I went back around because I was going to do it again. I'm like, I wonder if I get close to its side. Like if I get the tires close, if he just gets out of the way. I went back and there were two more behind him. So now there's three. And I'm like, ooh, he called friends. <laughs> a little Waymo train I can high push mentality. around. They don't move. And I'm not saying try this. If you're going to try it, make the 10-year-old boy do it. It just touched the front of the bumper onto onto the back of the Waymo because my bumper didn't line up. So I might have wrecked something. But I just gave just the slightest bit of... Love tap. To bear, I, I, I just leaned against it. And then... Um, 
breaks. I'm like, so it was like the paper boy and uh, Better Off Dead were just $2 and all his yeah. friends showed up after you <laughs> yeah. did it the first time? Yes, oh. exactly. Yeah, all the other ones are like, you want to push them around, huh? <laughs> we're here. Well, there's three of us now. What are you going to do about it? We're going to wrestle your Jeep into the canal. But I didn't know that about the Waymos. When they're bored, they congregate. They didn't have any calls. Yeah, that's better than uh, you know driving around town, burning through the. Sure, they sit and wait over in a neighborhood that has kind of a. Uh, it's up against the canal, and so the road has canal to the right and neighborhood to the left. And they just found this little quiet spot, and all the waymos are like, "I don't have a job either," and they hang out like cabbies. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I drove by. I'm like, "Look at that! There's a waymo just sitting there by itself." I've never taken one, but my buddy, oh, my buddy awesome. just started taking it. And he's like, "It's amazing! I don't have to talk to anybody in the front seat. It's it's great." I'm like, yeah, my friend, right. my friend uh, Mark goes on those just for anything now. He, it's like forty five dollars. He just wants to go to Circle K, and the way I was just <laughs> waiting on him. This is the coolest thing. He films it every time he's in. He goes, "This is amazing!" I'm like, "We should all be so much more excited about what's going on than we are." It's the, we, we're like, "Oh yeah, Waymo." But it's the coolest still be nervous thing the, the first time. Oh, it's it's. Awful to see on video. But yeah, you pull up next to it, and you, you keep feeling like somebody's going to get out when you lean your car up against another car. <laughs> Nobody gets hey, out. Nobody's bitch. in there. Nobody's in it. And I was waiting for like a passenger. It was just parked. Went around the block once. There were two more. Like Waymo Hive. I see what goes on. It was neat, though. But I figured they'd have something built in. But, but again, knowing me, if it moved... I'd have been scooting this thing all the way over the city. Like, we'd have been... And the police would have eventually come because an hour later I'd have had him down there by, you know, by Sun Devil Stadium. <laughs> I've, I've inched him all the way down here. Because it was like tapping someone. Knock it off! Knock it off! <laughs> Just scoots up an inch. That's what I was expecting. Nope. You can touch them. They don't move. In fact, they dick move. They put the brakes on harder. They're smart. Yeah. They're going for the whiplash. It was pretty neat, though. Waymo. But 10-year-old kid driving around? What would you rather do? 10-year-old get you from Mesa to 7th Street or Waymo? I think I'm going for the 10-year-old. I just want to see how that ends. <laughs> the 10-year-old if I'm blasted. <laughs> Look, driverless car or 10-year-old? Both, uh, both are nerve-wracking. Yeah, I know. I don't know which one I trust less. <laughs> I think I trust. At least I can yell at the boy to do something different. John, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe I'm high, but did you just describe that the AI cabs are taking smoke breaks together? <laughs> yes. They're gathering up. We are getting the Terminators yeah. very soon. Uh, this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm looking at this like nobody's even batting an eye to these cars that are friends. <laughs> right. And they know where the other ones are. And they one turned into three on one trip around the block. And that was after I was kind of with the one by himself. Bumped it. Nah. It's you, driverless car. Went around the block again because I was going to do something else. And there were two more. And you could sense like, oh, it's a gang. Yeah, they're taking smoke breaks when they don't have a fare. Pretty soon they're just going to have Middle Eastern accents and start screaming and smelling funny. Hello, my friend. I think you might have said this, but the guy says, John, how many times did that kid make that drive successfully? No, that was not his first. Look. If your kid's on the freeway, it's at, it's at least his 15th time driving. Larry's daughter was 17. and was First time she was on the freeway. Wouldn't get, like, scared to death yeah. to get on the freeway. My sister still, like, to this day, won't get on the freeway. She avoids freeways. Really? Oh, hates them. Scared to death. She's older than you. And she's, oh, wow. she's a nutbag. <laughs> but she's not alone. A lot of people hate the freeway. Like, they just don't understand the concept of... 
Go. They like the light to light. It's more reasonable. John was the Waymo Alexis. You have a habit. Uh-huh. Of driving over Lexuses. Oh, I do. I do run them over a lot. Oh, that was a, no, it was a Jaguar, which I'm also impressed with. Jaguar. Yeah, but you can bump them and they don't move. But that little gang showed up one trip around the block. <laughs> Maybe two minutes took me to get all the way around to that road again. And there were three of them. I should have bumped into the third one and see if I could get the whole crew out. One more tap. You would have the SWAT Mo coming by. That was, uh, <laughs> right. Turret. Get out of your vehicle. Oh, my God. It's a driverless SWAT van. <laughs> uh, what is that noise? Oh, God! SWAT Waymo! Run! Meanwhile, there's a 10-year-old floating down the 202 with his <laughs> drunk dad. I'm going to crack open another one. You're doing great! <laughs> I don't know, Dad. I'm pretty tired. Just keep going. 20 more miles. We're good. Just keep it straight, boys. 20 more The miles. lines tell you. <laughs> so was he driving? Just stay in the lines. Was like coloring. Slow or what? They just thought, uh, he no, looks he, young. No. The he's kid sped up. He's flying. He, yeah, he's oh, weaving he, all over. GPS pulled behind him. taught him well. And he yeah. stepped on the They gas. thought he was drunk. <laughs> he's 10. Uh, the cop's lights are on. Go, stupid. You're going to get me hemmed up? I tell you all the time. It's like coloring. Stay in the lines. This is what happens when you have to go to Quinceañeras every weekend. You drink a lot. Your sister is 15. Your other sister is 15. Your other sister is 15. I got a lot of Quinceañeras this week. Get in the car. Here's the keys, son. That kid knew. Fired it up. Dad's drunk in the passengers. I love that story. That made me laugh. I know. Because nobody got hurt. That made me laugh hysterically. Now, had you rolled it and killed like a family of four and a dog flew out of the back of the truck, I'd be miserable. He made it. He even pulled over. What are you pulling me over for? <laughs> You're I'm around 10, I'm guessing. <laughs> exactly. That doesn't... Uh, what? You didn't know that? <laughs> were you harassing me? You tell him, boy. <laughs> Why didn't he have his uh, driver's license? <laughs> he was... Yeah. Fake ones dialed in all yeah. the time. It was crayon. It it's crayon. There you go. I made this at uh, shop class. <laughs> Does that say Elmo? <laughs> all right. This is not a driver's license. This is a child's drawing. I love that kid. And he is my, so far, boy of 2023. We're closing in on the end of the year here. We're in the final stretch. Yeah. The awards for boy of 2023. I'm not seeing a close competitor in that one. That's the best kid in the city. Your kids can't even walk from an elementary school door to their house without a seven-hour line of parents. This kid can get you from Mesa to 7th Street and then get pulled over. Sure, sure. He might need some therapy down the road. But for right now, he's <laughs> no, good. He's, he's a tough kid. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a NASCAR driver. He's going to be the first Mexican NASCAR driver to win everything. He's driving. This is like that movie with Richard Pryor when he was uh, NASCAR on his way through. He's like a Duke. He's a Duke boy. He's an El Duque boy. El Duque. <laughs> but his dad was singing that one. The good old boys. Drive, Guillermo. <laughs> Never needing no arm. Anyway, uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there, right, Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. Uh, bikes are on sale right now all month long. Uh, all bikes from Santa Cruz and Kona are on sale. Plus, if you mention KUPD, getting that bike tuned up, you get $10 off a full bike tube. For the month of September. And, you know, winter time. I know it's going to be 110 this weekend, but winter time is going to be sneaking up on us. So now's the time to get your winter gear. And they got new stuff coming in daily already. So actionrideshop.com or just run on down there and visit Josh and the boys at Gilbert Road and Southern. Plus, this, 
This guy says, I had a Waymo pull up while my street was blocked off because they had something going on uh, by my grandparents' house with the cops. The Waymo stopped, stood still, thought about it, backed up a little bit, turned around and got out. I took video of it. <laughs> the Waymo was like, whoa, the fuzz. I got to get out of here. Get out, S.A., Waymo's go. just got weed all through it. Hey, cool down, man, the cops. Uh, lots of stuff on the list. Uh, Skinner, that smell for everybody at Burning Man. Oh, uh, clutch in this moment, head P.E., <laughs> smash mouth. Uh, Allison Chains, the new stained, and then uh, somebody hit us up with uh, one of the songs that didn't get played, "The Day That Never Comes" from Metallica on Friday, and that got skipped. That yeah, was, what, that was one of the songs that was supposed yeah. to be in the set list on the list. We got cut short, and again, he went for two hours, supposed to go for two thirty, so we feel jipped. But two hours, pretty good long show. All right, let's do that. All right, "Day That Never Comes." We'll, we'll get you amped up again. I think it's great. We got the Saturday show now. Nice little week gap too. That, yeah. that three day thing was a lot of my weekend. Like I said, I was dreading it, you know, going Friday to Metallica, Saturday to Miss Pat, and then yeah. back out to the stadium on yeah. Sunday. If you had like, anything Ooh. to do Saturday, yeah. Sunday was going to be like, oh, boy. And then you just found yourself just forcing yourself to go. Yeah. This will be better. Saturday's going to be a more juiced up crowd. And again, Metallica did everything they could. If you can't make it on Saturday, you get your money back. You just got to give the tickets back. I'd still try to sell them. Although the sales weren't going that great. I was looking on uh, SeatGeek and... The prices weren't very good. On Saturday? Yeah. And a few people that were trying to sell their tickets that were around me couldn't even ask face value for their section because too many people were under face value in that section. So probably selling free tickets. So the guy that actually spent 300 bucks or whatever it was was looking and the average price was like 270 and he couldn't ask for more than that because you can't drive it. I tell you what, though, I still miss the hard tickets. Me too. Man. What a pain in the ass. Everybody's sitting there going, oh, it's not connecting. It's not coming What's going through on? my phone. Yeah, it's the worst. Stupid. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. UPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. It's Tuesday. We're blowing through this thing. Got a double day in front of us as well. Oh my God, what are we going to do? Uh, it is uh, time for the Bray Report, and that means you should go to Hooters to celebrate their 40th anniversary. That's today. Yes, turn off the radio, head to Hooters. That's right. Immediately get your kid, load him up, give him the keys, the drive him over to Hooters. 83 cent fountain drinks all day long to celebrate their 40th anniversary. 83 cents, because why? 1983 was 40 years ago when they started. No matter what you're thirsty for, Hooters has you covered. So they're going to drop you down to under a buck for a, a fountain drink. That's a way to get you in the door. But, I mean, honestly, who's going in there and having themselves a diet? Have a beer. Enjoy yourself. Celebrate their anniversary by giving them a couple of bucks. Wilderness Athlete doing that, too. It's our 19th anniversary. Here's free stuff for you. And I'm like, shouldn't we be getting you stuff? Shouldn't you raise prices for your anniversary so you get a little extra off the top for being so good? Nope. Smart companies do it the other way. So thank you, Hooters, and happy anniversary. Brady, report it. Good Tuesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Cheese Pizza Day. It's like the ninth time this year. That's it. No kidding. A couple of basis fun facts. Advanced tickets to Woodstock in 1969, 54 years ago, sold at record stores, record stores for $18. It's equivalent to about $150 in today's money. And tickets were supposed to be 
$24 at the door. Wait. It's around 200 18 bucks in 1969 is 150 today? Hmm. <laughs> you, I, I watch a lot of old game that. shows. Yeah. They were giving away like five grand in the 70s. What was that? A billion dollars? I think that might be exaggerated a tad. Just, that's, that's put out by Ticketmaster, isn't it? See, it's the same. It's never been different. The U.S. had a lesbian first lady. Grover Cleveland's sister rose with the first lady for the first 14 months he wasn't of his term because he wasn't married. All right, so 5000 uh, in 1968 is the equivalent of $43,900. So it's eight today. times more. That's a $44,000. <laughs> Rose went on to be with the uh, uh, woman named Evangeline Simpson. Hmm. And they were buried next to each other. Passed away. Oh, yeah. Carol Scissor. Dead scissor. Skeleton scissor. Did One, they do it? Did they bury them next to each other in scissor form? Yes. That would have been. That's how all lesbians should be buried. They're actually above the ground. They stack them. <laughs> oh, are they? That's kind of a neat little <laughs> tribute in a glass case. Earliest form of scissoring is known for this old person here. Uh, wasn't uh, FDR's wife a lesbian too? So, yeah, she had that friend one, right? in that uh, yeah. one documentary. Or she had a long time a pal she liked to best, lick. Best bud. One witness of Lincoln's assassination lived so long he was able to be interviewed about the whole thing on TV. Cool. Samuel Seymour was at Ford's Theater. And was interviewed about it in 1956 at the Jeez. age of 96. So he was like four when it happened. And the show was called I've Got a Secret. But again, his memory might have been a little sketchy. Blood and guts <laughs> everywhere! And this big hat hit me. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's also uh, Telephone Tuesday. Telephone Tuesday is the day businesses get the most phone calls all year. Partly because everyone's open again from the long weekend, and it's when people start planning for the holidays. No kidding. Already. Well, they just got a taste of vacation. Then you look forward and go, we got nothing until Thanksgiving. Because right now, that's what I do with my three-day weekends. When's the next Well, you got Halloween. That's not a week. That's not a three-day weekend, though. That's not days off. You don't take a vacation for Halloween. I'm saying like a three-day weekend, we actually get a day off. We don't have another one of those till Thanksgiving. We don't have any more vacations that come naturally to us, government ones, till Thanksgiving. Customer service has Unless to Unless you're uh, your Italian. <laughs> then you get that uh, indigenous people's day, they call it. Yeah. <laughs> How do you celebrate <laughs> indigenous people's day, Brett? Drinking Sambuca. Sambuca and That's screaming right. about Columbus. Col- cannoli and Columbus, who, by the way, found the indigenous people. You're welcome. <laughs> we made him better. Yeah, yeah, we showed up and we put him to work. That is indigenous people's day. When Columbus got on, the first words out of his mouth was, look at all these indigenous people. <laughs> uh, and he put a flag in them. These belong to me now. We did good business there. <laughs> indigenous people's day. Peace. And now it's time for some pee-pee-poo-poo news. Before we get to that, I was privy to a meeting I'm not sure I'm supposed to talk about. All right. But there was a company there was a company that was going to advertise with us. But they're a fairly conservative group. So they got involved. And then they had some weird computer monitor trigger words. Oh, yeah. 
from the show and then send it back to the management. It was a phone book. Listening oh. to this show. And one of them was Pisha Deal. Are you serious? <laughs> and I'm like, how is that I one of their trigger words? Like Pisha Deal, lesbian. Uh, Susan said, Jew. Oh. <laughs> Jew. Larry's one. I mean, yeah, Jew come on. Well, because we talked about Jew face. Because yep. that's not our it's thing. It's an actual real it thing. It was a it's real just, story. Yeah. That, it triggered their like, my God, what goes on on this program? Twig, Tranny, Jew, trans. Pisha Deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like all. I was like in hysterics. But did you see the the rating? Uh-uh. So they, they rated each word in context. Oh, like, like a couple of times the Jew rating was a two. <laughs> a couple of times it was a four. And four was high but level. They were basing it all off of the Jew face story about Bradley Cooper, yes. which we can't help. Yes. That's what that's what it was all yes. over TMZ. We're just reading the stories. His laughter wasn't rated, but that didn't help. <laughs> that added a point or oh, two. I, I, it was like almost this proud moment where I'm like, okay, well, probably a good job by that company to say it's not for us. We're not for everybody, and they're not no. for us. But, they, you know, they're like, we wanted to advertise with you. What the hell's a Pisha deal? <laughs> S-Brett. Shiza. Like, they had, <laughs> they had right. like, they uh, it was just everything you could ever imagine. Jewface uh, was, uh, was on Jew there. face was all over it. Because <laughs> evidently we said it a thousand times during that Yeah, because you guys were making me laugh the yeah. whole time, all week. Right. It was great. And now the PPP oh, sorry, there you go. Yeah. And that's probably not helping. Hello, my friends. Brady Bogan here with your horror. Must be a Mundy. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> That's a punch. <laughs> what are you doing? Forgot oh, a plug. Stupid, stupid people. You, oh, you've had all morning <laughs> to plug that in. <laughs> Brady Bogan with your pee pee poo poo news. Take two. A Delta flight from Atlanta to Barcelona had to turn around on Friday. Biohazard issue. Poop. One of the passengers had diarrhea, explosive oh. diarrhea, and uh, the situation wasn't contained in the laboratories, in the commode. Ugh. Someone posted a clip of the pilot taking to the air traffic control. Told he was talking to the air ca- traffic control. He said, we've had passengers who've diarrhea went all the way through the plane. Well, that's not accurate. Just the smell. The smell, yeah. I was <laughs> right. going to say, man, that's a bad plane He filled ride. the tube. We're like See, a big bucket it of... It happened about two hours into the flight. i got to be honest with you. We're like a big big old tube of chocolate crest up here right now. I don't know what's going on. i got to turn this bitch around. Piece of deal. <laughs> and now two more advertisements. Yeah. <laughs> just losing them. I didn't Here's know that was... I, I want that app to constantly tell us stuff. I think it's great. It's where I think there was some in the actual plane... Oh, uh, other than the bathroom. Uh, sure. Because they described it as a medical issue. said the plane was deep cleaned in Atlanta. Well, sure. Two hours into the flight, they had to turn around. So the people are heading to Spain. Eight to hours. Stay overnight until they found a new plane to take off the next day. What airline was it this weekend they got in trouble for the people that refused to sit down in the puke-covered seats? What? Yeah, I they hear were, about that. They were getting on, and there was two seats with puke all over them. And they and they kind of were like, I'm not sitting here. And they're like, get get in that goddamn seat. <laughs> we're not leaving until you guys sit down. And then they threw a fit, kicked them off, and they got kicked off. And all the other passengers were like, the seats were covered in vomit. I wouldn't stand under me. <gasps> but they kicked those two people off. I forget what airline. Wow. Well, I can narrow PD it down to a few. Air Canada. It was Air Canada. Oh, it wasn't one I was thinking. Yeah, me neither. Because they were complaining about their seats. 
Covered in puke? Me too. Remember, we got on that Delta flight that time. It was blood all over the wall? Yeah. Murder. Streaks. More than, more than one you were spot. Not. Oh, you were on there. Eric there. stayed back. Yeah, we were. You thought it was me because I had no. a bloody nose that morning. No, it we hadn't gotten me. on yet. Well, I got on and looked at my seat, and it was on the wall. You just started laughing. And I said, I'm not sitting there. And I called the stewardess over, and I'm like, there's blood all over the wall. Yes, there is. My God. <laughs> what goes on in between flights? I thought you guys scrubbed a little. You missed that. What happened on the last flight? Horrifying. Uh, there were some food uh, recalled in the UK. The Paw Patrol snacks. <laughs> Paw Patrol is a kid's cartoon. And they have a line of uh, snacks from mini biscotti cookies to uh, a Fig Newton style fruit bars. And the problem was on the packaging there was a URL code and that actually was a link to a porn site. Oh, whoops. Uh, so people had some fun with it, checking that out, and then they, they had to pe- pull them from all the shelves. Who's searching Paw Patrol for porn? Well, they're going no, to the other way around. URL. Kids are going oh, I see. Oh, I got you. I was going to say, it was like Hillbilly from West Virginia. <laughs> I want to see my paw. If you're a Pringles fan, they've launched uh, Everything Bagel flavor. It's available everywhere for a limited time. His exciting news of the week. That was your little food news there. (laughs) It was cheese pizza day earlier. That was the news. That was your little food news there. Well, now you know. (laughs) Two people were detained in China for allegedly damaging the Great Wall with Uh an excavator. They had a little construction project going on. The guy used an excavator because it, instead of going all the way around, (laughs) like, let's just... You know, some of the the wall is not, um, you know, all of it is not the full stone and brick, but he made a little pathway through there big enough that... What is it if it's not stone and brick? Well, it's kind of what what is left. It's not like a fully... They haven't rehabbed that wall, at least in the picture that I saw. Oh. It's a broken part of the wall. It was, yeah. But wouldn't that mean that they did it? Well, they they made a path through it. Oh. Um... Sounds like you saw an after picture. Oh yeah, I saw the. That's the what after I'm saying. Picture. Wouldn't that mean? But they it didn't look it? like it. You know, seeing the picture didn't seem like there was like stones and tall like the wall would be. It's almost like a dilapidated part of the wall. Huh. Maybe. So they're not finished with the wall yet, is what you're saying? They haven't. Uh, yeah, uh, detailed. Maybe it was far enough along where people don't go that far up on the wall. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like that you're making up a story around it. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think we're picturing you can walk the length of the wall and it's fully finished. I mean, because they re, uh, basically rehabbed a lot of the sections of the wall. What? Sure. Well, they've million-year-old wall. Yeah, they've made sure that the wall's not going to crumble for the tourists. But. So it's a 38-year-old dude and a 55-year-old woman just banging into the there. Chinese wall. Yep, made enough. Uh, you know, wide enough path where at least two cars maybe more could go through there. <laughs> so wait, it's blocking traffic? <laughs> Seems like they should have come under this idea a long time ago. Ah, oh, this stupid wall. I always forget that the end of Barrage Road is the wall. <laughs> and it's not I'm tired of it. I'm going through. Barrage start right again on the other side. Build tunnel. There's this uh, Australian woman, Monique Jeremiah. She's got a little side gig 
It's called Hot Bedding. Uh, she makes easily an extra uh, 600 bucks a month by hot bedding. What you're doing is you're renting out the other half of your bed. Oh. Strangers sleeping in bed with you. Great idea. It started two years ago after she broke up with her boyfriend. Does she bone and, him? Um, That's called prostitution. Well, hot bedding, there's rules on it. You're supposed to know your boundaries. There's rules with prostitutes, too. I, uh, I think there might be a little more going on on hot bedding, but guess not. There's a picture of Monique. Oh, yeah, she's not going to draw in any weirdos. It takes two people who respect each other's space, values, and boundaries to do hot bedding. Sleeping with a stranger that doesn't look half bad. It's just like sharing a room with two beds. However, you only sleep on the same bed together. She says, I definitely recommend a big bed. What's it cost, and where do I leave the end? And how much is the happy ending? (laughs) Right, and how much to get her to tug me? I get you, that's probably the pillow. It doesn't sound like it costs a lot. If she's only making six hundred bucks she's, a month, she's found a way around porn. prostitution. It's two hundred dollars to rent the bed, and then at night she's like, you know, for an extra four, cash. Yeah, <laughs> right. We're not dealing. <laughs> it's tax free. That's prostitution, Brady. You just promoted prostitution. Yesterday was a world <laughs> <Moving> sexual <laughs> health day. Why I'm moving on? That's right. Yesterday was World Sexual Health Day. And uh, the WHO is once again warning us against the super gonorrhea STD. I ain't scared. It it's sounds now super. more powerful than ever. And it's spreading like wildfire. Every time you've said this, it's yes. more powerful yep. than ever. Yeah, well. Now it's super gonorrhea super plus. powerful. And you have to get an app. I, I don't doubt it, but I mean. Shouldn't they go super, super? Reason? Oh, yeah. Well, no, they just add a plus. And then it's super duper gonorrhea plus, and then it just like has a new one. name. Then it's just HBO Max. <laughs> I've got a real quick Wild America. Okay. And Actually, Wild World. Hello, my friends. Brady Bogan here with your Wild Wild World. It's this cowboy that works in a Brazilian farm. Got attacked by a jaguar. Or a jaguar. 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 A jaguar. Yeah, not a jaguar. It mangled his leg pretty bad as his uh, buddy that he was working with used a knife to try to get the jag off the dude. <laughs> no, no, don't say that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he did that accidentally yeah. and then realized, no, yeah. you didn't do jag off the dude. That On was, fire. Because it wasn't even a good structure. I just knew you'd laugh at you said jag. Stop patting yourself yeah, on the back. Oh, that was terrible. Tried oh. the knife to no avail. Oh, boy. But what got the jaguar to get off him? Now, see, there's where wow. it would have been him good. In the pocket. What got the jag off would have been good there. He uh, bit him in the pocket where his cell phone was, and the battery exploded. Nice. Technology saves the man. He's like trying to bite his boob. Man. Yeah, they're not saying where the, where the, which pocket the phone was in. Oh, I thought you said But he chest. did mangle his leg pretty bad. So he's going at his, so it was in his pants pocket. That's what I was figuring. That's what I was figuring. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> There's a certain aspect to you. I just want to roll down a hill. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. We're on scene. So the jag left the scene. <laughs> Sentence before that. I don't know where the thing was in his phone. Yep. That's, what was, a- that's what I was thinking. He did have a uh, second-degree burn on his leg. It's better than being eaten by a jaguar. Jaguar. 
That's your wild, wild world. Let's get to some radio videos. <laughs> some days, it's just... <laughs> I feel like I'm verbally off-roading. <laughs> yeah, here, you forgot your highlight. Stumbling, yeah, I got a little bit of a flat. I'd have aired down a little too much. Did the, uh, I have two that um, aren't registered. They, I can't open them up, but I sent... Send them to you uh, while you were in. Here's the first one that I have. For okay. Girl the, versus deck. Yeah. The girl standing on a deck of deck, a. Right? It looks like a. Yeah, deck. Yeah, that's spelled right. That's, right. A, that's okay. the middle of a dock. Is that dock or deck? No, I think it's it's a catamaran. Uh, it's just, it? Yeah, it's hanging off the back of a. Well, I don't know what it is. It looks like a negative. Because the pontoons pool. are on either yeah. side. Yeah, I those think are you're the, right. And okay. those are the nets that you can so She's walk about over. to walk off the. Uh, the deck of this boat here. She gets into oh, oh and there's like a hammock Ooh. slide down, and she's good. Slips and hits her head on the thing. She's not going to be. She's going to sound like Brady at the end of the day. The protocol. <laughs> yeah, she's missing this week's game. All right. The next one. Minor. No sound to this one. All right. This, uh, this one is really hot dogging. Are we hot dogging, Brady? Quick. Yeah. There's a little hot dogging going on here. Okay. Oh, oh, oh! Just a car crash. Is all this is is a guy. Ooh. He got hit by another motorcycle and then goes face into a, what looks to be a parked car. Still a double. I think it's a double. Well, no, it's a guy, one and a half. The one guy was smart enough to bail out early. Yeah. Well, he hit the I other guy. I think they sideswiped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not good. Jacking around. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Quit jacking around, you guys. This is a solid This is a guy trying to go uh, with his uh, jumbo girlfriend on his shoulders to try to go off the diving board. <laughs> is he a smaller man? No, oh, I see what's going on. It's okay, a, it's a little bit of Buff Brady. Okay, a, so it's. Oh my God, she's huge! Oh, oh God! Oh, oh, he killed her! Oh, Buff Brady dropped the fat girl on the deck of the pool, right on the edge there. You got oh. this, Dad! Oh, you trying to go off the diving board. Oh, him, and he bails oh out. God. He knows where she's going, and he's not there. Look at the hair on that guy's arms. Oh. Are those tattoos? Oh, those are tattoos. Oh, thank God! I was going to throw a bucket of blood on him <laughs> for his murder. Beast! Oh my Lord! We got a raging bull on the streets again. I don't know. I don't know if that's what this is, but okay. And it. No, he slides down. Over there. The girl just not paying attention to the fact there's a wild bull in the road, and oh, he hates her now. Going to town. Oh, this is a bull wow. murder. Oh my oh, God! Yeah, this oh. is definitely Jake Lamotta's best work. Yikes. Now I'll come in and tap him. If you get close, you can hear the bull saying, "Did you f- my wife? Huh? <laughs> Did you?" Did you? I was like, oh, you think you're bad. Just going to sit there, huh? All right. Yeah. Oh. Danger's a TikTok, yeah. John, right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. She's distracted by her phone. And you never it's know. It's a new challenge. When a rogue bull is going to kill you for looking at TikTok. Did you f*** my cow? Huh? Did you f*** my cow? So I got a couple of different looks at this one. Yeah, this she is can't a, quite a, see a what, gender what reveal is. party oh, everybody was in Sinaloa, Mexico. Oh, so. a, a drug one. It's just yeah. going to come out cocaine. There's going right. to be white. The plane comes over. To drop the babies? To drop the color. Oh, the oh it's going to crash, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's very low. Oh. Wing snaps. Oh, the, and the man. Oh. oh. Pilot. The, the women are still shooting the pink at the oh, couple because yeah. they, they didn't. celebrate first. How do you not realize that a man just died for this? He did. All those girls watched that plane go over and a wing falls there off. There you go. Here's, they still don't care. Di- here's a different angle because I couldn't quite see what was going on first of all. Okay. I couldn't see the hate baby. At the yeah. The plane's real low. Wind shear takes the wings right off. It's spinning to its death. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah, turn around. <laughs> He's still keeping If he'd have let his 10-year-old fly that thing, he'd have been fine. But ew. By the way, it's a girl, it's and girl. there's one less person, so it's even up. 
pilot made it to the hospital and then died. Oh, he did die? Yeah. Shoot. Because it kind of kites down a little bit. The plane's still not. He was so low, I thought there might be hope. All right, Bert, hurry. All right. Uh, my content creator is back. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> with a vengeance. Put your seatbelt. Oh, we'll start off with this one. Oh, there's a lot this of one's videos. not too bad. We're not doing all these. No, no, no. Okay. Do three. All right. Here we go. Video number one, a tire factory. Oh, these are Big tires, too. Oh, these are semi-tires. Explosion. Sitting explode. at... Uh, is it a triple? Dude's trying to change. Oh! oh the tire it's a just triple. completely blows out and kills three. Wow! That's what I was telling you. They use those cages. I never place. Yeah. ever want to be around that. Now the body's just laying there. Yeah. Well, because, yeah. What's this dude doing over here on the under the I think triangle? he's just observing or something. I don't I mean, know he doesn't react doing. at all like he planned it. Yeah, well, look what kind of country it's in. He might have... <laughs> It's one of those assholes. <laughs> that thing just blows up. Oh. Man, that dude doesn't move. He didn't move at the sound he's, or anything. Is that really a person? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what there's that is. slight movement over there. Is there? He's, he's not the, moving at all. Still. Just one last little uh, leg. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about the dude standing there, the guy in the, middle, in the orange to the left. In, underneath Where? the little trap. Right there. Thing. Under that the guy right triangle. there. Right there. Is that he a guy? No, no, right there in the red. That's where the arrow is. Isn't that a guy? That's like a dude. That's what I was looking at. He's got two at. arms, an he's orange got, shirt. Yeah, he's There's got his, head. his forearms. He's, he's bracing himself. Wow, he didn't crazy. even move. I don't like that video. That can't be a guy. That's, that's, that's got to be That's got to be something else. There's no yeah, way. It, looks, it can't be. It's not yeah. moving. Because right. he would have moved even if he even if he planned it. Try another one. Uh, This one's basically a keep your feet clean. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, no. Circle K feet. Uh, oh, what is this? So they're unwrapping a very wet sock from a, a necrotizing foot, and the sock is just that's a whole gooey. lot of that's a whole lot of hydrogen peroxide. Oh, the goo and the holes and the darkness and the fluff city. Oh, why are you worried about that? Just cut it off. Yeah, I think they did. That's half a foot. Oh, that's it. oh god! Why are they even taking it apart? It's already off the guy. <laughs> oh, that's diabetes at its worst. <laughs> you gangrened up for it. Oh, no, it's still attached. That's the other side of with foot. Look at his leg. It's like a two, number two pencil. He should have Dixon Ticonderoga written on his leg. That is a narrow leg. Yuck. Why are they like fixing him? Calamari. And it just, just goes on. So I mean, we can yeah, uh, just we can move on from here. that guy in the chest and end this. There's nothing good coming from this medical procedure. And uh, speaking of food news, this one's uh, oh, Brett. This one's called Fruity Woman Pebbles for Brady. <laughs> oh no! All right. Breast milk. Don't oh, ruin God. fruity pebbles. <laughs> I haven't had fruity pebbles. <laughs> oh, lady throwing oh, up fruity pebbles right into oh, it. This is what hot betting. This is what hot betting always turns into. Look at Lucy's cover. Now the other one's giving it back. Now they're it's reciprocation. Did they do it the whole week? I mean, how many films so many times? Fruity Pebbles and Epicac, and oh, it's all over the Jennies. Now they're gonna scissor in it. Nope. What was that? That is a pebble melt. That one's farting. Oh, Lord. It's just never-ending. Well, that one She's can got carry a lot of stuff. Ah! Ah! Okay. 
good enough. Uh, nope, we got another let's go minute. Let's go to break. There's plenty left. Yeah, yeah. Now you're, yeah. Got a little stuck in her uh, windpipe now we're, there. Now we're... Oh! Oh! I hate you, Grant. Oh, there's scissors in it. It's, isn't that Grover Cleveland's sister? Oh, oh. Well, there. Why did they have to make it out at the end? They start wrenching. Whoa. I'm playing that at Brady's funeral. Good night. Good night. Oh, my God. Oh, Jeez. What was in them? That was never ending. Yeah, I don't know. They went through at least three boxes of fruity. See, and those two are generous lovers, Brady. Like Ronnie always tells you, it's your turn. No, I don't go down there. That's a woman's sewer. You got. If she does it to you, you got to do it to her. That one girl puked all over the other one. The other one had the decency to throw up back on her. I don't even know with your stomach feeling like that how you feel like having sex because you know that Epicax made you nauseous. Like you don't feel good when that's going. How was that take? That's uh, okay. Let's do it again. You know who I feel most sorry for is that camera guy. Oh, God. he's got to smell. It smell oh. like Burning Man out oh. there. Oh, it'd be terrible. God. Sound oh. check. And then the poor maid at that Best Western is like, "What happened in here to the floor?" Fruity Pebbles. Don't worry about it. It was. It was Fruity Pebbles and bile. Oh, a lot of bile. It's got a text that said, uh, "That's what my house looked like after that last night at Porkopolis." <laughs> Uh, it's eight twenty-six. My God, there's your Brady report. Brett can't post that. What would you look for? What is the search on that? What's the video called? Uh, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, uh, is it called Fruity Pebbles? Well, he names them. Oh, okay. So yeah. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what you would say, on that bro. One. You got to send that to me. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I've just tons of people. Google search yabba dabba. Fruity woman pebbles is what this guy wrote. <laughs> Fruity uh, woman pebble. Yeah, so try that. I don't know if that'll work, but... I'm don't done. do I'm, it. I'm done with all of you. It's 98 KUPD. There's your Brady Report. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. KUPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. It's Helmet right there. Unsung. That song kicks ass. That is... 31 years old, if you can believe it. Just aging rapidly by the second, it feels. Well, because we are. Again, it's Tuesday. Feels like a Monday. Just happened in the hallway right in front of me. Not to me, but I was adjacent to it. Okay. I walked by, I'm like, happy Tuesday. And then as I came out of the bathroom, somebody goes, it just feels like a Monday. We're impossible. Not yet. It's right in the the bus. That's that's a a shot to the pole. That's why I saw someone laying in the hallway. That's right, because I'm like, sorry, it's legal on a Tuesday to do that to anybody. Sorry, so, Mahoney, I didn't mean that. <laughs> sorry about that. Some, somebody's so uninteresting that they get they have to say that. Don't you feel like a Monday? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Sleep them, is what I say. Sleep them. Uh, it's 8.38. It's a Monday, Tuesday, because we missed Monday. But we do five shows a week, damn it. We're cramming a Monday into a Tuesday, and we don't feel that's because we don't feel like working. So this is the Guadalupe replay. Plus, I liked this one. It was the very first time I'd ever tried Mitch McConnell, and I think it came off gangbusters. It was fun. Plus, I got into character. The uh, woman that won yeah. was uh, in back of us at the Metallica show. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Was she a pleasant lady? Yeah. Oh, very nice. 
Uh, well, there you go. So we had that. Uh, uh, Miss Pat was here on Friday morning. Great comedian, Brett Starr, this weekend. She's one of my favorite people Hilarious. on the planet. Black Lady Brady came to celebrate in the center square. It was an awesome thing. Mitch McConnell throws up a couple of times. A good square is all. Lou Holtz showed up for college football. And by the way, I'm going to end up wrecking the time on Guadalupe replay. Don't do it. Go to the replay. Uh-uh, Just I'm go. Wreck it. Okay. You're a rebel. I am a University of Colorado fan. Yeah. Deion Sanders has taken my argument of why I hate college football and thrown it away. He's everything I've said college football needed to be. The days of the horse uh, It's all for education. It's a student athlete. All that crap that's been lies and all these boosters that had to come up with stories about why they gave kids money. And uh, Deion Sanders did something this week, and he didn't mean to, but became a self-promotion swagger machine. And I don't know how many high school seniors watched that game uh, in Colorado and said, I'm going there. There is money to be made at the University of Colorado because the coach is a promo machine. That is what NCAA foot. He is the future of NCAA football because people like me no longer have the argument of going, yeah, okay, it's for the education. It's all about tradition. No, it's so important what he's done accidentally. And he's so promotionally savvy accidentally that a, that a institution of learning has billboards that say we coming all over it, all over it. Everywhere you look at the University of Colorado, their stadium, everything else, poor grammar at a college because they'd rather promote that than the education. Finally, he's there to help people. He's here to help those kids get to the next level in football. He's here to help those people take the level they're at and find money in it because yep. a lot of them aren't going to the NFL, but they're good enough to make money in college. And better than that, University of Colorado shouldn't make all the money off of them. They, they Dion's looked, making some good money on Dion's the side. Dion's making a, gr- oh. a killing because that's what college football... Now they don't have to lie about it. You no longer have to hide in the shadows in college football and pretend you're not doing exactly what Dion is now celebrating. I loved every second. I watched a college football game almost start to finish thinking, this is how it works. You go through the portal and you build yourself a super team. You promote, you swagger all over the place, and you get these kids paid for risking their limbs for a college that used to make all the money and then say, but you're getting $1,200 a year and an education. And education never mattered. And proof of that is billboards that say, we come in. <laughs> That's perfect proof that it's never been about education. I am a Buffs fan. Go Buffaloes. I never thought I'd... I, I, had, I was simultaneously I, hating I and loving you for the most part. Yeah. But that education did help. Uh, you'll have... A lot of players that wouldn't go to the next it's level. It's still there. It said that the degree helped it's them still there. get a job. Nothing about that's gone. The only thing it that's is. missing now is the lie about why they're there. That's the I, only I, thing I, missing now. Yes, I agree with that. And I think the other thing that's missing is what they've been talking about: how much money the universities made Tons. on their they, they, likeness. They never and revealed it, and, and they always used to. Claim poverty after the bowls because they'd split it with the other members of the conference. Or they're injured and they right also, when they graduate. All the tradition and stuff that they've, not been, covered. they've been trying to keep their hooks in is gone. But Big 10, Pac-10, Rose Bowl, the tradition, the granddaddy, gone. Gone. All of it. So now it's the new, the new way of college football, and it's all swagger and self-promotion. And there's nobody better at it than Deion Sanders. And that's what it should have been for years. 
I hate uh, uh, Johnny Manziel, but there's absolutely no reason that guy shouldn't have been a millionaire coming out of college for all he did for A&M. Yep. He, he made that school lucrative television. He made that an unbelievable deal on the Big 12 network or whatever that thing that he was in. Uh, they started making money off of him hand over fist to the point where he even turned and said, you're selling my jersey with my name on it, and I can't get a piece of that? He should have walked out of college with a ton of money because that's how business works. But they said, no, and we gave you a $40,000 education. You watch that thing, he, he and his uh, best friend, school, and like, all right, yeah. we're going to start selling merch. And give Reggie Bush his <laughs> Heisman Trophy back. He didn't do anything wrong, especially by the standards of all the people that did stuff wrong that will never get in trouble, take away from the, the high profile. I actually might like college football now. Because it's finally admitting what it's always been is a business. And I love that part. So, and Dion winning that game, that was pretty special. It was we exciting. Come, if you had a, a, a billboards at ASU that said, ASU, W.P. Carey, School of Business, it good. You'd be like, this is a school of dummies. But no, the football team's allowed to go, we coming. We am good. We am good. We am coming. <laughs> yeah, put those billboards all over the college. That'll draw them in. <laughs> you don't even have to be smart to go here. It's brilliant. Anyway, I, I, I had to get off on that for a second because I got so excited. that I was like, good for you, college football. Come out of the shadows of your lies, your constant lies, and punishing players for doing exactly what all of us would do when we're broke and we've got a $40,000 a year job that everybody else is making millions off of. Garbage. I'm, I'm happy for college football. It's going to be real. And then they'll have a playoff system. It'll just be like a junior pro league. It's great. And you want to pay attention to it because those guys are going to graduate to the next level. It was never pure. It was never about the education. It was never, ever, ever, ever about the kids. Ever. You're lying to yourself if you think so. That's why the it's boosters. It's about winning, bro. No, it's about winning and making money and college, uh, 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 you know, increasing the interest in that school, television contracts. Uh, concessions, it's it's selling jerseys. It's never once been about educating anyone. It's there if they want it, but they don't care. Uh, let's do it. It's the Guadalupe replay. I get off my soapbox now, but good for you, college football. Now, ASU, get on the bandwagon here. Hire some blowhard that screams, we coming, and put up billboards. We's good, ASU. I want that. Proper grammar right out the window in college. We don't care. Make it like a rap album. Just, you know. Phonics and like sounds, and just make it a billboard. And hire the baby or something yeah, yeah, to come here and yeah. coach, or what? Yes, okay. yes. All right, get Snoop Dogg to coach. He's been coaching football for a long time. Shizzle Dizzle, these devils is going to the top. Write it down. Shizzle Dizzle, devils going to <laughs> top. That's our billboard. Uh, anyway. To be able to get your players right away is huge because he basically said, "Current Colorado team, yeah, you guys." You gone all out. You're not swagging. And I'm bringing in my. You're not bringing me any guys money. From my Florida team, right. or I, I, Jackson, yes, State. Jackson State. He basically said, "I got dudes who are going to want to play and make cash. I'm going to nil the hell out of this place." And he's going to those two kids, his son, and that dude that played 130 oh. snaps and played better than anyone in the field. Both sides, every play. Sanders. Uh, I don't, was it no Sanders? Oh, that was his son. son. Twelve yeah. was uh, Miles yeah. something. I forgot. Yeah. I remember. He was great. It's the future of college football, and it's prettier, and it's more honest. Who would have ever thought DM would have brought honesty and, uh, you know, some sort of authenticity to college football? Good for you, Dion. But now I can't play the Guadalupe replay. You it's just sold it. I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. You did. Well, now you can go get it online. <laughs> swag a swag. Online. HMS online. We coming.
We coming. That's at a college. Uh, we got What Would Brady Do coming up next. It's 98. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. UPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. What would Brady do? Hmm? Weird. Uh, before we get to what we're doing, Brett's got a video there of James Hetfield's side stage. Who did that? Was that a listener? Yeah, I mean, just yeah, somebody was there just watching it. So Hetfield is literally a foot and a half away from the guy. Yeah. Sitting at a table of Theraflu, honey drinks, tea, spitting, blowing his nose, and the beginning of A Day That Never Comes. Now, when you're at the show Friday, that uh, that, that that song starts, they play the intro for it, and then it just ends and they go into something else. And that's a hard song to sing Yeah, if you can't sing. And you're watching that dude spit, blow his nose. He had COVID Friday. So everybody that's given James Hetfield trouble from get up there and sing through the Kung Flu, it's no big deal. He tried. And he looks at the guys and he just does the cut like, kill it. I can't do this. Like yeah. he could be, you watch that video, you'll be like, okay, dude is legitimately not feeling well. I'll post on our Facebook yeah. page a little bit later. He gave it, he gave it what he had. Yeah. After looking at that, you're like, that's a spent fighter right there. You don't oh, want yeah. to put him out He's for another done. round. Yeah. That's hard to watch. And then he had to go right into Hardwired, which is a fast song for him to, you know, yeah. try to muscle well, he through. He can play it. But singing it, mm-hmm. you're going to get a few. Like he did the last three songs, he just pretty much let the crowd sing. Yeah. I got a text from Sherry who said that uh, Imagine Dragons had a similar situation, except for the guy went out and sang, but he couldn't sing. So he just told the crowd it's a sing along. And they sang most of the songs, and he'd do little bits here and there. And uh, her brother was pissed off. Spent like $1,200 on tickets to hear Imagine Dragons, not, you know, karaoke night. And you understand the guy's sick, but cancel, right? So called Amex and said, I didn't like this. This was garbage. They gave him his money back. I mean, I give the guy credit for going out there. I'd be yeah. pissed, though, too. Yeah. I paid 1200 bucks right. to hear these knobs singing. Yeah. Adele did it that night. She started crying on stage. I can't do it. My throat's gone. And I, I don't want to give you guys a bad show. And then refunded everybody. And Metallica didn't do that. But that's a, that video right there, oof, that's telling. Anyway, hopefully we get a full healthy And they went down. He had a couple of breaks. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's a long one. And I remember yeah. when that song started, I'm like, oh, cool. That's I'm surprised they're doing this. They and got three or four minutes or maybe five out of the uh, hometown written song. It's two minutes long. Can you believe that? I asked Robert that. How long? He goes, they're all two minutes. That, that seems longer long. than It does that. seem that long. Seems I mean, maybe they made a stretch of it, but th- he said all of them are only two minutes it. for a time thing. Because I remember you were saying that. I'm like, yeah. oh, they're going longer than two yeah. minutes here. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe James was dead. <laughs> they just made some stuff up or doubled it. It was cool, though. It was really cool to see Trujillo doing the... It was, you know... I feel bad for him, especially seeing that. That's oh, tough. yeah. Anyway, it's time for What Would Brady Do? Lost one already. Oh, there it is. Uh, it's brought to you by our friends at MMP Guns over there at Mo Money Pond, 12th Street and Indian School. You want to get in on this thing? Uh, they've got... Uh, what is it? I heard something somebody... Was it your commercial? Where they say they've got more ammunition than any other place in the yeah. Valley? Oh, yeah. No kidding. I mean, they are stocked. Yeah. they got more than anywhere else in the Valley. Best but, prices. I dare you to go count it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and if you come back with exact numbers that other places have and match it against them, and you come up one bullet different, you get the Byron birthday special. Well, that's every that's day. That's every though, day. But I mean, you're getting that no you know. matter what. Every day is a birthday special for Byron. Uh, head on down there, 12th Street and Indian School, for all your ammo and weaponry needs. They've got everything. On top of it all, you can just wander through Mo Money Pond and see what else they got. They melted down my necklace. 
my $35,000. Grind time. <laughs> what was it called? Grind time. Grind time. My grind time. Next big clock and diamonds with grind time written on it. You had an opportunity. Yeah. Thirty-five grand I got in two days worth out of grind time and went right back to Mo Money Pond. I should have just borrowed it. Uh, anyway, so head on over there. Mo Money Pond is where you go. 12th Street in Indian School, the home of MMP Guns. Brady, are you ready? Ready. Here we go. This one's interesting because I have a friend who's dealt with something similar to this. But he, you know. Uh, Dear Brady, if my new girlfriend is a spectacular specimen of a human being and I feel amazing around her and about her, should I even meet her kids? It's only been one month. Now, here's the reason I ask. One of them is a delinquent. Fifteen has been to jail twice already. The other one has a weird illness that makes him unpredictable and occasionally dangerous. It's bipolar with some other huge doctor word attached to it. Uh, (laughs) She's incredible, though. I mean, I really do like her. Uh, Her ex, the dad, is in Alaska. He's a mess, not allowed around her. Should I get in on this now and ride it out without meeting the kids and live the euphoria for a long time? Or meet the kids because it's part of her life, and I think I like her. Euphoria, there's kids involved. Oof. You got two things you're looking at. One, he, uh, Alaskan man, is going to eventually be back in the picture. Thank you. That's probably the worst thing that I, it, to me. Brady's been listening to me all these years. Good on you, Brady. Why don't you date a woman with kids? Where's that guy? He's coming back. What's, what's the rest of the luggage? That's uh, right. So. Um, I hope you got strong shoulders. You're going to be toting some big Samsonites around with this family. You, you need to uh, also do yourself a favor and saying, all right, well, this isn't going to work out. Because if you don't want to jump in with those kids, she wants you to meet the kids. Yeah. It's going to go any further. Um, you know, it's just going to be tougher on her. It's not fair to her. To- She's unlovable right now. She's got too many bags. And, yeah, it's... And, and the weird part is is that I feel bad for her if she finds a guy that wants to take that on. Because that dude's not stable either. She no dude wants to, uh, that responsibility of a juvenile delinquent in a mental case, along with Alaska, you know, one of the Bushmen coming back and beating you up for no reason. In the well, of the night. It, it, it sounds like she has it somewhat under control but until you meet him. But here's the thing. I, I'll suggest month. to her um, Run. she needs to find, like, um, lawyer date service she needs date a lawyer <laughs> right she needs a prosecutor and a defender like she needs both not of those around right. the kids exactly yes she needs not only personal security but law <laughs> law brains you're right brady's right the only thing she's allowed to date the only thing that's allowed to love her has to have a law degree has to have esquire at the end of his it name. would help yeah unfortunately lonnie you've fallen for an unlovable woman She's got too many things going on in her life that she needs to prioritize. You are not going to be a priority. Unless he's and that guy. Be. No, he's not. And if Which you're I that, don't think he is because yeah. that's why he's uh, writing it. Because he's there's normal. a guy who's like, I'm all right with the kids. Right. And that's a creep. No, you're not. That's a creepy dude. I'll you know handle what you're your, getting into, man. Yeah, your dangerous bipolar person and your juvenile delinquent along with your Alaskan Bushman murderer. It's not allowed to be around you. That sounds wonderful. That's immediate. Right I've now. said it for years. When you date a woman with kids, you date the kids, you date the uh, ex, you date the baby daddies. And when it's red flag after red flag, some of them are all right. Like the kids are great, the ex is fine. It's rare, but I still wouldn't date a woman with kids because if I fall for the kids and the woman starts hating me, now i got to break up with three people or I get dumped by a whole family. Ladies with kids have one priority in their lives, and that's the way it should be, making sure those kids are okay. Also, her second priority, ring doorbells. Well, that too. Just, yeah. 
Knock the bottom out of her. I'm not going to tell you to stop doing that, but meeting the kids is a bad idea. They need love too, John. Don't, the kids? No. Oh, pervert. Uh, don't get too close is what Brady's saying. Deep down. Knock the bottom out of it. Delay the kid meeting until she can't take it anymore. And just know. Then run. That, you know, yeah, her ring doorbell's going to have some dude with a huge beard and a flannel shirt standing on it someday and going, Boobin' up, I want my kids back. I still love you. I love you and I love those babies. We're going to get them out of jail together. Here's one thing you could um, clear is make sure you're on the same page. I don't like your kids. Because worst case scenario, it it ends regardless. Or what if she's like, I just want a companion every now and then. Yeah, if she's not I don't mind you meeting my kids. You know, I want you to meet the kids. I'm not asking any commitment Uh out of you. No. Then don't meet the kids. Don't do it. it. No point in meeting the kids. It's all she wants is your piece of deal. If that's it, you're just nothing but... Uh, you know, a robot that works the, the system here and there? Remain that. Too many dudes get involved in kids' lives, and the next thing you know, you know that thing that was chasing Pee Wee Herman around in The Big Adventure when he was with Simone. And the, it's, I just watched the movie, so it's an easy reference for me. Remember the guy that was Simone's boyfriend yeah. chasing him all over? That's what's going to come back from Alaska to come get you. Not worth it. Single Another moms. episode of Deadly Catch. Single moms should not find love until their youngest is 16. You have one priority. You should go get tooled around, date, have some fun. Don't bring some deadbeat into your kid's life. He's a good man, and I need a companion. You got two of them at home. One of them's about to go to jail, and the other one's bananas. Do your job. Belichick that thing. Do your job. We're off to the next dick. And dads are the same. Or he had kids. I've got two in jail. We can be. We can blend. <laughs> right now, I don't know if your blended family has also <laughs> got a record. It's a harsh way to think about it, but it's a fact. I just need some time for myself. Well, you can't. Sorry. You got kids. You quit that the second you opened your legs up and shot one out. I don't have time for myself for 18 more years. But to Lonnie, who emailed, Brady's right. Knock the bottom out of that. Push, push the stuffing out of that thing. <laughs> Protection. And when there's no more meat on the bone, leave. <laughs> but I but I think you want to meet my kids. No. Do not Nick Cannon yourself. Yeah, those delinquents are yours and yours alone. Plenty of girls out there Terrible. with kids that haven't been in jail, and there's more girls out there who have no kids at all. Now, dear Brady... My friends are furious at my wife and I because we left their stupid wedding early. Uh, it was almost three hours long. About two hours in, I looked at her and I said, let's get out of here. So we got up and we left. Well, evidently, we got spotted. We went to the reception early, had a couple of pops. We were the only ones there. Then the new bride comes, walks up to my wife and says, really? You guys ruined everything and you can leave now. I'm like, fine. Little argument. No big deal. We left. My question is, I want my gift back. <laughs> How do I do that, Ron? Okay, I have a question. Why would the bride come to him and say you ruined everything? Because that's what By brides them, do. Yeah. Brides ruin. If what, somebody leaves their wedding, I don't know. You, you can't. Because how would she know? I mean, because if you're somebody leaving told her. early, usually it's not that big of a deal. You make sure you say... You know, you say congratulations. No, no, no. You leave the wedding. I think they left in the middle of the wedding. Oh, the that, ceremony? Yeah, the must ceremony. have been that yeah, long. They didn't leave the reception. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's one of them Catholic services. Shouldn't go to those anyway. I would, you know, unless I was told afterwards, but like if it's like in the middle of a, 
you know. So what? That's the problem with brides and their day. Something goes wrong. Somebody says, you know, Ron and Sheila left early. <gasps> what? It was an emergency. Yeah. It wasn't, though, because they, they were drinking before. So if it was an emergency, you text and say, sorry, we had to go. Something happened at home. They'd understand that probably. But, but the fact that they were at the reception first, popping a couple of vodka sodas, and then the bride and groom come shooting in, and they're like, wait a minute. who's? Why are you here? We beat you here. We left an hour ago. There's some people that uh, – There's. I think it happens more c- common than people realize it. They go to the service like, ugh. I'm not going. Or right. I've um, I've done it a couple times where I I didn't make the service. I'm not going to the service. service. I'm not going to any Catholic service. I'm not going to any weddings ever again. I'm done with weddings. Too old for weddings. But uh, yeah, if you dipped out and you made kind of like it noticeable that you're leaving, it's like a bad movie. People notice when people walk out. And she noticed. So how does he get his gift back? Because if they're going to bitch, you don't and, get the, I think you should. You grow the Brady route in six months. <laughs> you don't give the gift up front. That's right. They Brad, gave that's it up his front. mistake. Hey, is, I'm jealous, man. I agree. Yeah. Brady's system is the best gift-giving wedding system of all time, which is super, super Bradley Cooper's new character. <laughs> <laughs> the last wedding we got. We, we, we got hosed. Yeah. I went Brady. full out cash. You know what my biggest concern was? They didn't know I did it because it was online. So oh. I felt like they thought I didn't get him anything, just like Brady didn't. Brady goes six months, then he gets your wedding present. I dropped the envelope and That's I got smart. posed. So they made that mistake. But again, if you get if I if I went to your wedding and said, Yeah, I left a little early, like you ruined my day, you can leave now. I'm like, all right, well then you get nothing from me either. Jesus. Give me my gift back. If you're gonna be a bitch about it, I'd ask for the gift back. You're probably not gonna get it, but I'd definitely make it known. We didn't do anything wrong. We just didn't feel like sitting in a three hour service. You've asked too much of the guests. So I'm- I went outside of my um, rule two weeks ago and bought a only, yeah because I'm not able to attend that wedding then it's you shouldn't a, have to get him a gift at all it, it's a cousin especially that's a six month or even no, for I me yeah well I was like well since I you know the my sister's going my mom's going the whole you know it's a family the, reunion so wedding what? your system and needs said, to hold strong it, so I went ahead and got them nope. the present Brady uh, you hold strong on your own invention. It's the best one we've heard. The Bogans are going to be represented there. Exactly. You don't need to. Yeah. Don't puss out on this awesome thing. Even write them a note and go. Right. I don't give gifts until I, I find out. I got one other cousin in November. Don't That's do a, it. A location wedding again. And I'm, not going, I'm not going there. Can't do it. Cousin weddings are out anyway. Ours are are no awesome. You got to stop. So much away. sex. No. <laughs> oh, right, Jesus. please. That's disgusting. <laughs> and it's probably accurate. Was this Man. the aunt that showed the cans? Yeah, their kids. Their kids' her kids kid? are getting married. Oh, that's second cousins. That's not even a thing. Your aunt's you know, kids? They, kids they are, came to oh, my wedding. for Christ's sake. Oh, you feel like you owe What they get you? You feel like you're obligated. Did they get you a present? You don't even remember. Oh, yeah. What'd they get you? Um, you don't know. A couple of candlesticks <laughs> you don't and know. Uh, some stuff from the You write store. a note that said, congratulations, I'm so happy, I'm sorry I couldn't attend. In six months, if you're still together, you'll receive a present from me. I don't buy presents for brand new newlyweds. I think, whatever, brilliant. Whatever was on the registration list, we got. Dumb. For, so I don't know. Should have put it on the back burner and said, this is what we get them come February. If Valentine's Day rolls around and said, look, you survived the six-month window. Here's I'll your Bogan present. I'll do it for the present. next one, okay? I'll do it for it. all of them. In fact, retract you know that last one. <laughs> Cancel that order. Your way is the best what way I've ever heard. Up available again on the registry. It's the best thing I've ever heard anyone do at weddings. It's so cheap, but it actually makes you look smart rather than what he's really doing, which is being oh, a yeah. complete title. Bradley Cooper. Yeah.
He's cooping up. <laughs> you know, and like Bradley Cooper, I'm giving you a standing ovation for this performance. It's brilliant. Bruce. The thing is, as well, if you're getting married and you're having that three-hour ceremony, you do that on your own. Don't invite everybody Amen. to suffer through that. Amen. God damn it. Here's the reception. We'll be there three hours right. from now. Three hours. Yeah. You're asking your audience for too much. That's like, you know, coming over. You want to come over and watch Schindler's List? No. Yeah. Nobody cares. Right. Nope. Everybody's the there for the booze. And now you've made the reception a drag because yeah. that's another two hours of like ceremonial stuff before we get to the fun. Yeah. I mean, I have a couple of exceptions on that where I went outside of that. What? I mean, I just knew the payoff for going to the, the ceremonial part. Uh, like Mikey Casanova's funeral, okay. the food afterwards. Yeah, right. So you've got a different person, but you've yeah. got, your priorities are different. <laughs> You'd eat sushi off of the dead guy. Ah. Oh. He would. What a spread. And right off of Mikey. That's good pie. Mine's got a hair in it. So, yeah, Brady's system of no gifts for the first every look. If I was getting married, I'd be like, "That's good. Six months, we'll see who remembers and brings them in." And then you send out. It's a new industry. You send out an e blast to all your guests and say, "All right, they made it six months. Here's our registry." <laughs> and God forbid you're getting married for the second time. And you still have a registry with toasters and stuff on it. Go f- yourself. You should have all that by now. That's from years of experience of weddings, too. Yeah. He's smart. I mean, I, I had one buddy that bought two gifts, and then we no. we made it a rule. Some of them have to do it. Some of them have to do it, though. I've literally seen brides and grooms at while the reception's going on in the opening envelopes to pay everybody, like the vendors and stuff like that. I've seen <laughs> wow. it. Wow. seen it. They're Dead dick broke. Yeah, it's like if that's the case, you shouldn't be here. You should have went to the JP. The only one to that pay you. Yep. Oh my god, I've seen it. Is the uh, comedian um, Nemer? Who? He, a couple years ago, he's from um, Lebanon originally. I don't know. They do weddings where they invite a thousand people, yeah. but the minimum wedding gift, yeah, is like fifty to a hundred grand. They're inviting nothing right. but rich families. He goes, the return on the investment was like three to five yeah. million. I don't remember that, but makes me want to marry an Iranian dude. <laughs> or Lebanon or wherever the hell he said he's from. All right, well, no gifts for six months. Brady, don't break your own rules on this one. Stand strong. I know you feel like Bunny's going to give you heat. Brady, you didn't get he already sent it. He's screwed. First off, it's second cousin. You need to have a talk with your mom. Second cousin weddings. I've maybe said 10 words to these people. Look, I did that myself. Bunny had no idea. She you probably did it, still doesn't think I got but it. you a did gift. it because you don't want the heat in case she asks. You're doing um, that for mom. That's more just keeping up with the, the system. You be strong on this. And when's the last time you talked to second cousin getting married? Ever? Um, ever? Oh, no. I saw him. Saw uh, them. Ever, though? Like, great friend, good times, great oldies. No, no. I mean, they're, you they're know, they're close. just graduating, just coming out of uh, school a couple of years. I could put 10 pictures up of guys who look kind of like you and you, and those people couldn't pick you out. Oh, no. they, they We no. get those all the time. No, no way. No way. Those two people just like, oh, DeBrady got us something. Is that one of our African-American friends? No, that's your second cousin in Phoenix. The phrase second cousin in Phoenix basically means you don't know them. You've lived here for 30 years. You've spent no time with these people. Present six months. You can't be pressured. You got them something stupid anyway. 
Well, whatever that is stupid at Williams Sonoma. Yeah, yeah, stupidly expensive. Yeah, you wouldn't even buy that for yourself. You're not shopping at Williams Sonoma for you, and you're not doing that. I can find this online <laughs> for dirt. Some estate sale. <laughs> I got a knockoff. They just stamped it. Mikey Casanova probably has a few of these laying around the house. I go see it first time. It says WS on it. In Sharpie. <laughs> well, there you go. Brady broke his own rule, but keep it in mind, if you've got a wedding to go to, you can take my route and say, I don't go to weddings anymore. I'll, I'll go to your party, but I'm not going to any weddings. Uh, or just wait six months. That's brilliant. Bert and I, at the last wedding we were at, both burned by that. Yeah. Present up front. Next time I saw them, they were divorced. Yeah. Nettenbogen Bogan walked out yeah. squeaky clean. <laughs> yep, yep, the Prime Minister of Israel wandered right out of that deal. I didn't get him anything. I did feel like, uh, I still feel that way. I want to get him something for the divorce. No, you don't. You did. No. Are you already waiting six months on that, too? Because <laughs> yeah. now you got to cough up. Because by the time I get it over there, he'll probably be engaged. <laughs> He's got a chick again. He's yeah. ready to go. Don't worry about him. It, the wedding six was. Months. The wedding didn't even last six months. It wasn't that tough a divorce. Okay, good. It's less than a... Ba- if your wedding didn't last a baseball season, you can be dating like two days after it's over. Ridiculous. She broke my heart. Dude, you were married and divorced in the same calendar year. You're going to get over this before next year. I thought for sure that six month would have been easily made. You'd think Attending so. Attending that wedding. Because well, they seem like they're really good. And yeah, based on the idea that the word forever was tossed around quite a bit, you'd think six months was just kind of a... But they'd been together for a while, right? Mm-hmm. No. Well, it's the case of like you would you normally wouldn't take uh, Luca over DeAndre, you know. <laughs> yeah, but in this case, it, <laughs> most marriages go six-month money-back guarantee. Yeah, yeah. They're going to pass Brady's rule. But it's still a good rule. It's a good motivation. And he didn't do it with that in mind. He did it when we found out, when they got divorced. Well, good, I never got it. That's it. My new rule is. <laughs> like he was, comb- had it been nine months, he'd have been a- And my new rule is nine months. Like, you weren't going to get them anything ever. Well, we're giving them crap, and we're just pissed off, though. That I was am. the reason. Yeah. But it was a nice can kicking. <laughs> and then he acted like it was all part of his Six plan. Six months to a year. No, no. <laughs> See, look at that window. It's a gift. It just grows. <laughs> well, you did say forever, and... Two years isn't forever, is it? So, no gift for you. Next! I'm behind on a couple. Yeah. I just don't even think... They don't know. They have gone past the six-month They don't know. You don't buy presents for people because, you know, cha-ching, man. You're not doing that. That's your money. Why do they get a toaster? It's not true. Why do they get a waffle maker that you want? If it's not a BOGO, they don't get one. <laughs> Ooh, it's a two-for-one of WS on the uh, super waffle machines. I'm going to do that. Give myself something nice, too. I was on Snow Globe Fest at the QVC. (laughs) So many wedding gifts. It's amazing cheapness. And in this case, it's awesome. Most of the time, it's really frowned upon. But weddings, I'm looking at you. I'm thinking you're a genius. Excellent work, Brady. (laughs) Weddings. Knock it off. Uh, It's 926. Uh, There you go, everybody. That's what Brady did, and he didn't spend a penny on it. It's 98. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Because they're douchebags. Hi there, everybody. It's Nirvana. <laughs> That's how that works. Conversation in the conversation. The hot release is uh, Brett went through his list. There's uh, not much there. 
new puddle of mud. Toledo didn't even look. New saliva with no Josie Scott so, and no original members. So. And biggest one on how my saliva list, works. Yeah. Biggest one on my list is Starfield, and we talked about it last yeah, week. Last it's week. officially out tomorrow. Right. But you could have gotten it last week. Yeah. So there's no reason for that. You can still visit Eric's Family Barbecue, but <laughs> no reason for new releases. Get something uh, old. By the way, somebody just emailed and said, look, Brady, uh, your registered list, uh, everybody sees through it. There's no such thing as old China from Porkopolis. That's not a thing. It's not a gift either. Yeah, that's right. If you were giving away China for Porkopolis, I already blew through that. did you give it all away? Yeah. What would you do with all the plates and stuff? Just leave them? You don't know. Um, Ceiling tiles might know. <laughs> that's where his eyes went. Yeah, I think we left them. He's left them there. Yeah. You, you call that out too. Because <laughs> right he looks up like, because yeah, it makes me look. What's up there? Oh, he's thinking. It's cartoon thinking when the eyes go. Hmm. You go through stuff. the Rolodex. Yeah, I don't know. Should have kept it all for Greek weddings and stuff. <laughs> you could have made, made a killing. Opa. <laughs> Opa. <laughs> Uh, and, and while we're at it, just a nice email before we get to the other thing. It says, uh, uh, hey, guys, I've been listening since day one, and thank God Pratt went away. Anyway, I don't want to turn this into an ass-kiss session, but you guys have pulled me through some dark times. You know, I hear that all the time. Like guys who pulled through dark times, and yeah. you don't even know what they're going on. But it makes me wonder, what were you listening to the day you said, I don't need to kill myself? Brady made a dad joke, or... <laughs> Brett's racism made me want to live. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I mean, me, yeah, sure, I get it. If I say something, you're going to want to live longer. But Brady and Brett, you'd think that would cause dark times. And when I say dark times, Brett starts laughing. <laughs> anyway, it says, I'm about to be 50, and I'm realizing that so many things you guys talk about, I relate with. I want to say thank you to all of you, except that twink Toledo. He can suck a D. <laughs> but the rest of you, I love. Good luck on the football season, except Toledo's C. I replied back guys. to that guy. Thanks Billy. for listening, fan. <laughs> from, My man. From Billy. <laughs> Billy's been through hard times. And you know what? No matter what the, the, the problem was, no matter how dark the cloud that hung over him, he wanted to make a better world. But he always wanted to still hang on to that <laughs> hate he has yeah. for Richard. No matter what, no matter what he's been through. You're welcome. He, <laughs> he feels to, that giving that up is still like he, this whole new bright world that he sees from the darkness he came from. He's still not going to give Toledo any a pass. Like, <laughs> that twink. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. Three quarters of the show loves you, too. <laughs> no, all the show loves him. No, no, don't start I'm that crap. That's up. what keeps you on his crap list. Don't act like you love him. Don't pull that crap. Jesus. <laughs> you hate him as much as he hates you. And that's what makes it beautiful. Hate keeps us together. Hate made the 80s the decade it was. You're right. We had decade. common enemies all over the place. That's exactly right. There you that's go. the proper answer. All this we need love and nonsense. It's never worked. It makes better movies when there's hate. You can't have a good movie without a character you hate. Can't do it. You have to have a foil. Even in like Pretty Woman. A movie simply about a guy falling in love with a girl who was a whore. And the worst message in the history of movies ever of all time. Whores can find love too. <laughs> Just wait till the guy with enough money pulls you off the streets. Even that beautiful film has Jason Alexander beating up a woman and trying to rape her. 
I mean, there's always, every movie has to have someone you root against. And that's life, too. Toledo is the guy you root against. That guy. And it makes the show better. Where's my coffee? It makes the show better. <laughs> it's a nice, warm sip of hate. Still here. Evers. Thanks, Billy. That's right. And he ain't going anywhere. He's our foil. It's a fact. I, for one, have no beef with the man. Yet. But I see what you see. <laughs> I get it. I get why you hate him. It doesn't bother me, but it's true. Some people just rub you the wrong way. And that's his job. He's against the fur. Good band name. I think there's probably a band called that already. Probably. Around, around, around the, the fur. That's one of those. Yeah. That's, the fur. that's a song, right? Yeah. Anyway. So thanks, Billy. I'm glad you came out of hard times. I've had people tell me that, too. And you'd think their whole lives and perspectives would change. Like, I'm just, I've been through it all. I've seen the worst. And I just don't want to waste my time hating anybody anymore. Except Toledo. <laughs> it's just awesome. And if you are going to email me about what you went through, the dark times, throw a little in there. Otherwise, I speculate. Toss, toss a dark time in. Give me one. I have a friend of mine who became a friend from an email like that. And he, a long time ago, he's like, dude, I was suicidal. I was not. I was, this was it, down to my last days. And I listened and you made me laugh. And I laughed really hard, and I thought, wow, that was wonderful. I like that feeling more than this other, so I started to pull myself out. And this dude, life hates him. Because recently, he's, we've been talking, and he said, uh, I'm going through a little bit of a thing, getting divorced. I'm like, all right. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm like, it's probably for the best, right? And he goes, oh, it's for the best, all right. I'm like, why is that? She goes, she was having an affair. I'm like, oh, that'll do it. And he said, uh, with a woman. I'm like, oh, geez, that's not hey, so Welcome bad. to the party. And, and the woman's elderly. Oh. I'm oh. <laughs> like, if she was hot and young, would you have stayed? He goes, oh, yeah, I'd have been around that for a while. Found our soulmate. Those found old some. rusty scissors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get like an oil can and some WD-40 to open her up. <laughs> like crap, cracking open one of those old time capsules they find and they just a crowbar. It still works. Spit on it. So, uh, yeah, that guy. But he was about ready to be done. And we drug him out of the deal. And he still hates Toledo, too. <laughs> but that's his role. And he's a lovable. He's the guy you love to hate. He's J.R. Ewing without all the interesting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he met a bullet. Don't be putting that out there. <laughs> That's true. Somebody shot Man. you. You're not that bad. That's yeah, why I said you're not gonna. Nobody's gonna take time. To, look, uh, Toledo oh, bullets damn. are too expensive. Nobody's gonna put one of those in you. That's true. <laughs> They're not gonna That's spend true. money you're not to even kill worth you. A bullet. Yeah, people aren't gonna spend money to kill you. <laughs> if it's free, maybe they'll take advantage. Like if they see you next to a big fire, they might push you. But then they'd have to be hanging out with you, and the chances of that are slim. I love Toledo. He's he's great. But I get it. Uh, anyway, thanks, Billy. I hope everything's working out. And anybody else having tough times right now, always remember, it could be worse. Hmm. You could live with Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 9.51. We got the entertainment drill. Coming up in seconds, it's 98. Rock Wars, the wake-up song, and the you bastard sight of the day.
Want to know more? Visit Holmberg's Morning Sickness online at 98kupd.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. <laughs> that's very that's hilarious. Uh, Toledo talking about genital warts uh, between songs. You know, it's <laughs> and you guys say he's boring. Come what, on. What was it? It was talking about uh, the people that emailed that were like, I had COVID, nothing happened to me. Right, Hatfield should have sang. Uh, what does the thing say? So Eugenia has has emailed in earlier this morning. She says, listening to people tell you how easy, quote unquote, their COVID was, reminds me of the TV commercial that says, quote unquote, for most, genital warts clears on its own. <laughs> right. For most. <laughs> I saw a commercial the other day that said, uh, and I forget what the product was. For people between the ages of six, 18 and 64 and 65 and up. That butt, huh? And I sat and started doing math, and I'm like, I lost you. I'm, I'm like, what? That's right. People between the ages of 18 and 64 and 65 and up are most susceptible. And I'm like, that's all of us. You could have gone 18 plus. You just said everybody over the age of 18, all adults. 18 and 64, but then 65 plus. So is it like that gap between 64 and 65, you're safe? You have a, you have a, you have a year month, window? Yeah. I forget what the commercial was for, but it was one of those two-minute drug commercials that I don't know what you have to have to take this thing. But the only time you're safe is in high school. <laughs> and then it's then it's Katie bar the door for the next 70 years. Who knows? But good luck with that disease. They have so many things now with commercials that you're like, this will get you. He said, try to take this before you get it. And I'm like, nope. I saw one yesterday. I still couldn't figure out what it treated. So many of them treat the HIV virus, it's, and most of them are genital warts and HIV virus. That Big Tarvi commercial still gets me. And Wigovi, is that the other one? Yeah, Wigovi, yes. Wigovi, like that. is yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. That's the one that does it, too, and they have that, I love that giant Indian dressed as a woman making out with that little Mexican. I could watch it's that a, uh, all day. Yeah, a variety of couples. And the, only, and the best part is it only saves dudes, even though they got a few of them dressed up like ladies. It only works on people assigned male at birth. Oh, I sign male. I, I know what that means. <laughs> that scientifically, there's men and there's women. I get it. We can't really bring that up, but when it comes to medicine, you better know that if you've, you were born with a honey hole, this stuff's doing nothing for your hip. <laughs> and I'm HIV positive, it won't work. <laughs> but that Indian and that dude are so happy that their age is better. Big, <laughs> tall, huge. Puts that red dress on and says, I'm going to mash you tonight, little tiny Mexican. Ay, Dios mío, my butthole is tingling. I cannot wait to get mashed by this giant woman. She is a big one. Uh, it's time for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense training. If you want to get on out there and do your thing, well, that is what you do. And you can't protect yourself from uh, HIV at tactical black, although they can give you some advice on how to avoid it. But you can protect yourself from giant uh, Native Americans dressed as women who are coming after you like that little Mexican in that commercial. They can protect you from anybody. Anybody who's got a, a, a side eye for you and wanting to do silly things. There's been a lot of weird stuff in the world. You just don't know uh, what's going to happen next. And preparation is not paranoia. You don't have to walk around scared to death of every corner. But why not know what to do in case that corner does go a little sideways? And that's what they teach out there. De-escalation. I watched the thing yesterday about the 21-foot rule with a couple of cops and a lawyer. They've had a couple incidents where uh, some lady came out of her hotel room with a giant knife and was 18 feet away. And the cops drew their guns like, why did they draw their guns? I'm like, you know how much? One second. One point something seconds is all it takes to cover that ground. 
and that giant knife she had is going to get there before she does. So if they don't draw their weapons, it's not a deterrent for her not to come at them. Unbelievable stuff, and they do that 21-foot rule, and they teach all sorts of things. Defend yourself, learn how to become better at being you, and safer for you And when you're out in big crowds and doing stuff that uh, we all like to do. That way you don't have to worry as much. It kills your paranoia, actually. It makes you more prepared, and that's a good thing. Uh, you can go there uh, in Phoenix, Chandler, or Glendale. All the stores are operating at a high level, and you can be a part of it immediately. It's reactdefense.com, the home of Tactical Black Brady Entertainment. The Osbournes are bringing back their podcast after a five-year hiatus. In the preview, Jack pokes fun at uh, Sharon's love for cosmetic surgery. And she loves it. Basically, she says she's like a car. Every 5,000 miles, she gets a tune-up. Well, it's more more than a tune-up, though, isn't it, Brady? It's like getting a brand-new paint job every time you go in, and new headlights and a new grill, new quarter panels, and two new drawers and a top and a windshield, windshield wipers and all fluids. (laughs) Not to mention the back end could use some help, but she doesn't ever do that. It's always just the front. It launches September 12th. Sharon's body's a lot like a house of a hoarder. It might look good on the outside, but once you go in there, it's disgusting. Trust me. There was a corgi parade in front of Buckingham Palace in recognition of the upcoming first anniversary since the Queen passed. When did she die? It'll be coming up one year from... Yeah, well, I understood that part. I'm just asking the the, specific... The actual date. Yeah. Good question. I thought it was summer. That was the uh, coronation. Oh, that's, that's but right. I can kind of mix those two together that's as well because right. it's just a celebration of snobbery. <laughs> that's right. It's the snob off. <laughs> Which one was bigger, the death or the kingdom being mine? Looks like Kevin Costner is going to uh, be in a lawsuit with Yellowstone with the uh, the writer, Tyler Sheridan, I think yeah. that's who it is. Um, Taylor or Tyler? Taylor Sheridan, yeah. maybe. But... Um, he did have a court win with his uh, ex-wife. Yeah, he cut him in half again. Only has to pay her sixty-three thousand a month. Good on child you, support. Good on you. She asked for two hundred forty-eight thousand a month. Well, we knew she wasn't getting that, but we thought it would break down into a half. He got he got a good deal. When two forty was her pinnacle, we were all thinking a hundred was on. Like he was definitely six figures. He's down to sixty-three thousand a month for those kids. Because you guys know, sixty-three grand a month seems about right to raise a child. <laughs> You, I don't know how you're getting by, Brady. Yeah, when do I get that? Raising Kirby for, I mean, he's got two kids with her. So, like, let's say thirty-one five a month. Found what you spend on Kirby every month. Yeah. 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 The Rolling Stones announced their next album. It's called Hackney Diamonds. They'll release more details on a live stream tomorrow. Right. <laughs> I yeah. saw, saw a meme that uh, <laughs> Mick is That's 81 true. and yeah. McConnell's 80. He says, so is Mitch that... McConnell? Is, you were comparing oh, yeah, Mick Jagger? I, with... I saw that too. Said, let let that be a lesson to you. Right. To sex, drugs, and alcohol for better a than whatever life. Mitch was doing. Hey, look at Keith Richards. I mean, that dude's that done dude, more yeah. than anybody. I even more than Mitch. It's fair to compare me to any of the Rolling Stones. Two. Bert. 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 Answer. Oil cans. <laughs> I just want everybody to know I'm a big Rolling Stones fan. <laughs> right, we're here to fan of yours too, Mitch. Uh, It'd be great. Uh, oil can. <laughs> Keith. Oil can, Keith. I'm frozen. <laughs> I ain't got anything wrong with me at all, mate. I'm perfect. I'm a healthy specimen. 
You want a specimen, huh? Still swimming. Right, I can't get in the... Uh! <laughs> it happens to all of us. I'd love it if Keith and uh, Mick got Mitch McConnell's disease right on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I see a red dot and I want to... Uh! <laughs> this Hackney Diamonds album is Painted weird. Painted black. Maybe that's all that happened to Charlie Watts. He's just frozen for a bit. We'll bring him back. Right? <laughs> right, Mick. Right. He <laughs> uh. <laughs> just keeps freezing. <laughs> Got a new album coming out tomorrow, Brady. It's going to be very exciting. Hackney Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> That happens to the best of us. Don't feel bad, mate. <laughs> What's going on out there? It's an 80 freeze, right? I don't. I do whatever I want, mate. <sighs> I'm made of formaldehyde. It'd be funny if they take one from uh, Roger Moore's page. They all ask for Daisy, <laughs> Daisy. coming out they of it. They need a clue. <laughs> Daisy. Oh, Mitch just forgot his next line. He's saying Daisy for help. Daisy. <laughs> Daisy. Satisfaction, right? <laughs> the freeze-ups are... Look, I know it's a medical problem for Mitch, but nothing's funnier than to watch him... His eyes go sideways. He looks like those cat clocks. <laughs> it does. <laughs> ah, the elderly. When they start to pass in front of us, it's fun. Look at him dying so slowly right in front of us, and nobody's doing a thing about it, and you're thinking I'm the one who's uncaring. You're trying to run him for another turn. If Nobody he could just have his that. arms move during that and put some symbols in it, he could be that monkey with symbols because those eyes go back. <laughs> okay, the senators decided to pound his symbols. That means the conference has come to an end. <laughs> I love Mitch's freezes. Uh, anyway, that's it. We're done. Larry's coming up next. The four-day work week. We're already uh, through day one of this thing. Tomorrow's the middle. This is great. Blow right through this thing, shall we? Larry's got more chances for you to go to Metallica. They never end. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the guys that never end. Uh, and I'll probably play that song before it's out, even though James wouldn't. Uh, we're done. Larry's next. You guys have a good Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the morning. Sickness. So long! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. Thanks for listening to the daily podcast of Holmberg's Morning Sickness. It's being brought to you in part by your Valley Chevy dealers. Drive away in a new Chevrolet today. Visit valleychevy.com for details.